Dave Mitchell and Blake Watson back here this afternoon. We are just a couple of minutes away from the kickoff of this afternoon's game. Blake, nobody can complain about the weather here this afternoon for this one. Uh, they might complain that it's a little too hot, to be honest with you. Um, it's warm down there on that field. I was walking around a little bit pregame, and it's, it's, it's gotten a little toasty down there. And, of course, uh, the Lions are going to be adorned in their white uniforms with the blue numerals and gold trim. And for Franklin... They're going to have to bake in those dark uniforms here today. They've got the dark tops with the gold pants and the gold numerals with gold helmets this afternoon. I know the Lions like their, the look of their white uniforms. This is the first time we've been able to wear them so far this year, so they're pretty excited about putting them guys on. Well, they're looking good out there. I'll tell you one thing. Spencer Kandra is the captains are going to meet at midfield for the coin toss today. Sean Sullivan out there along with Michael Williamson, the the captains for the Lions as the toss is in the air, and it has been won by Franklin. Franklin has won the toss, and I believe Franklin has decided that they are going to take the football, but we could be wrong. They are going to receive, so Franklin's going to take the ball to start the ball game. The Lions will be going from right to left across your computer screen. It's going to be a good one here this afternoon, but Franklin is going to... got a couple of question marks coming into this one with Robbie Strader, their starting quarterback. They're going to give him the opportunity to take the football immediately. He's 9 of 19 on the season throwing, but this is going to be his first start in his career. I, I like the idea. I like the idea of taking the ball and showing the kid you got confidence in him and Possibly, you know, if you can run the ball successfully, you keep the Lions offense on the sideline for as much of the first half as you can. I think I actually like the call. Spencer Dufresne is going to be doing the kickoffs here today. Ryan Murray is off today, so Spencer Dufresne will be handling the kickoffs for the Lions. He'll actually, no, Ryan's out there. I really thought he was going to be down for today. You're That's right. My apologies, Dave. I told you that he would not be kicking today, and he is, so... There he is. We're number 93, Ryan Murray. Shout out to Coach Chuck Murray um, and his women's tennis team who are playing today. He's probably not listening yet, but he will be shortly. Murray, the junior, 5'10", 175 pounds out of Coleraine. Dropping back set to return this one for Franklin is Jared Gibson, a freshman, and a sophomore, Ryan Poole. Gibson, number 21, and Poole, number two. We are set to get this one underway. Dave Mitchell and Blake Watson with you on Ultimate Sports Talk. It's a high end over end kick that will be taken in by Franklin at the three. Bobbled, picked up at the three, down to the five. He's going to struggle out to the nine-yard line. They marked out the ten, Dave. I think that's a little bit of a good spot, but looked like Peyton Healy was running that one back. Yeah, he fumbled it a little bit there at the three, and then Sean Sullivan closed on him in a hurry. Sean Sullivan was really jacked up in pregame. I think the middle linebacker is going to have himself a day today. So Robbie Strader, the six foot, one hundred ninety pound senior, making his first career start for the Grizz. This is the first time Mike Leonard, in his seventeen years, has had to change quarterbacks that's in the middle of a season. That is unbelievable. They're going to send trips out to the near side, ball in the far hash mark. Earl right behind Strader out of the pistol formation. And the handoff, now Strader's going to keep it. He's going to throw it out into the right flat to Siderwitz. It's completed to 10. He'll pull forward to the 11-yard line where he fell down. Pickup of about a yard on the play. It brings up second and nine. I I really like that play call early, a little RPO action. I actually expected to see some of that from Franklin. 
Bennett Bale is coming out to the right-hand side, trips to the far side, ball on the near hash mark this time. We're on the Franklin side of the field. Now Franklin puts a man in motion, dropping back is straighter. Heavy rush, he's going to throw the screen out to Earl on the left-hand side. He's going to be hit at the eight and drop. It's David Guck out there from his defensive tackle position. Um, I, couldn't, I think that was Julius Fisher holding the block. Lions did a really good job of sniffing that screen out. Loss of three yards in the play. It'll bring up third down, 12 yards to go for Franklin. And they go with the no huddle into the ball game. This now. is exactly what we thought they needed to do is put them in passing situations. So this is a good first drive so far. Earl behind in the pistol formation. Dropping back straighter to his own goal line. Looks up the left-hand side. Throws it out to the left. It is complete. Out at the 12-yard line. Struggles up to the 15-yard line. That's Siderwitz. And he has got not enough for the first down. Correct me. That is Mickey Kozersut. Kozersut with the reception. Took it out to the 16-yard line. It'll bring up fourth and five. Franklin did the Lions a favor there. Didn't run the football. So... You know, you put the Lions' best unit in, in defensive unit out there, it's great. You let the defensive line play and pin their ears back and go get it, and they did a great job there. A freshman, Antonio Burfiend, is coming in in seven punts this year, averaging just under 37 yards a kick, dropping back as Troy Speakman at about his own 45-yard line. Troy they'll, Speakman's a weapon back there, too. They'll punt it away from the 16-yard line. It's a low-line drive that'll hit in Franklin territory, but it's going to roll into Mount St. Joseph territory. Speakman just lets it roll, and it'll be down at the 48-yard line. Be a 37-yard punt by that, Barrenfield. That's You couldn't ask for a better start if you're Mount St. Joseph right now. Not only did you get a great stop early, now you get your offense on the on the field in great field position. Um, you you got to expect the Lions to maybe take a shot here early and see what happens. Lions going no huddle. They called the play on the sideline. Michael Williamson into the ball game out of the pistol to the right of Tomlin. Ball on the near hash mark. Two receivers out wide on each side. Tomlin drops back. Looks out into the flat. Complete to Williamson on the right side to the 45. Struggles upfield. Gets to the midfield and into Franklin territory at the 49-yard line. Gain of three on that pass completion. And it brings up second and seven. It was a short game there. It's, that's an extension of the running game. It's just a little quick swing pass on the right side. Um, Murphy and Panky did a really good job on the outside of blocking there. It was a, a solid little run play, basically. Murphy, Beecham, and Earls out to the near side. Panky out to the far side. Ball in the far hash mark. Now Williamson lines up to the left of Tomlin on second down, seven yards to go. Handoff goes to Williamson around the right side. He's got some green to the 45, and he's going to be knocked out of bounds at the 43-yard line. That'll be a gain of six, and it's third and two for the Lions. That's another good run, though. The Lions have struggled to run the football early in the year, so to have that much green space in front of you, you're Mike Williams early. Mike Williamson, that's, that's, a, that's a win for us right now. Williamson, 20 carries coming into the ball game, 54 yards, but he just picked up six on that run. And the other way you got to look at this play here is I think you got two plays to get two yards. I think this might be four down territory. And Tomlin hands off to Williamson right up the middle. Struggles to the 42. Well, he's going to be close to the first down marker. He might be just a little bit shy. As they're going to spot him just shy of the 42-yard line. We're going to find out if I was right. If Hop's willing to... Roll the roll the dice here. I think he got a really bad spot. But yeah, I believe so. He was he was up near the 42, Blake, and they're putting him right at the 43. Brings up fourth down and a yard, and the first big play of the ball game comes in for the Lions. Plenty of time on the play clock here. Eleven and a half left to go in this first quarter. Lions with minor wing left. Receivers out wide on both sides. Williamson to the right of Tomlin. 
Tomlin looking things over on fourth and the yard. Hand off to Williamson. He gets a good block up front. He's got the first down at the 40 of Franklin after a gain of two. Great, great block there by Sam Martin. Sam Martin got penetrated on quickly, and he did a good job of turning the block and, and setting up Michael Williamson to get that four yards there. We've talked about the development of this offensive line for the Lions throughout the year, and it's been good through the first two games. They're really young at center and guard right now, so they're playing well. First down 10 at the 40-yard line of Franklin. Tomlin with Williamson to his left. Throws the ball over the middle. Complete to Miner at the 35. Struggles forward to the 31-yard line. Paul Miner, Miner, the Franklin transfer there. Uh, He's happy to be at the mount. He's doing a good job for us. That's an outstanding catch and run there. Um, The Lions are doing a little bit of what I expected Franklin to do early. So this is a good good design play uh, game plan for the Lions so far. Miner with his eighth catch of the year. They're only going to give him eight yards. They'll mark him at the 32. Brings up second down, two yards to go. Clock continuing to run, 10-25. Tomlin with the ball in the middle of the field. He's got Williamson to the right. Earl's out wide left, dropping back Tomlin. Looks up, he's got some green. He's going to cut it up the middle on the run to the 30-yard line. Cuts to the right sideline, and he'll bounce out of bounds at the 29-yard line. But he's got a first down. He ran about 20 yards to pick up three, but he still got the first down. And he didn't look like he was going to get the first down there for a while, but Chase Pankey set a good seal block way outside over there on the right, let Chayton get the corner and pick up a couple extra yards. You don't see Tomlin run the ball very often, but when he does, he's usually effective at it. He's not a big man, so he doesn't like to take a ton of punishment, so he, he does a good job and he's smart about it. First and ten on the initial drive of the ball game for the Lions. Hand off to Williamson around the left-hand side. He takes it inside the 25 to the 24-yard line. That's a gain of four for Williamson, and the Lions offensive line really doing some good jobs up front. Yeah, the center there, Devin Harris, pulled around the end. It was a really good little trap play for him. Um, Michael Williamson, again, is finding a little more green than he's had so far this year. And like I said in the pregame, if it's blocked for four, that young man gets four every time. He likes to fall forward. This is a good start so far. Second down, six for the Lions. Trips out to the near side. Ball on the far hash mark. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin looks over the right. He's going to throw it over the middle. He's got Murphy complete, and then he dropped the ball coming down. No flag on the play, but Murphy almost came down with that football in the end zone, but it brings up third down and six. First long pass today for Tomlin. Number 27, John McKinney for Franklin there. Made a really good play on the ball. Murphy had the ball in his hands, and he knocked it out of his hands. It was a good play. Third down, six yards to go for the Lions from the Franklin 24-yard line. We may be again in two-down territory here for the Lions. Williamson to the left of Tomlin. Ball on the far hash mark. Two receivers out wide on each side. Tomlin looking over the defense. Play clock down to six. Dropping back Tomlin. Looks to the right. He's going to throw it over the middle. And some miscommunication between the receivers, Panky and Murphy. And Tomlin threw it right in between the middle of them. But neither one of them was looking for the football. And it brings up fourth down. And the Lions are going to send in. Looks like they're going to send in the field goal unit. And it will be Dufresne coming in to attempt the field goal. You see something there as Chayton comes off the field, you don't see a ton. He got in his receivers a little bit. There was a miscommunication between him and Murphy, and he's, he's letting him know that he ran the wrong route there. Wind is to the back of Dufresne. Ball in the center of the field. It'll be marked at the 31. This will be a 41-yard attempt. High snap, but the hold is down. Kick is up by Dufresne, and it is no good wide right. There's an official timeout on the field with 9.09 remaining to go in this first quarter, and we've got no score. Mount St. Joseph University is the Catholic University on a mission to give education greater purpose. Located on the west side of Cincinnati, 
The Mount is dedicated to helping students become competent, compassionate, critical thinkers, ready to make a meaningful impact on the world. Nearly 99% of those who earn a degree from Mount St. Joseph University are employed, enrolled in graduate studies, or volunteering within six months of graduation. Discover your mission by visiting msj.edu. Well, the Lions drive stalls. And Franklin will take it over first and ten from their own 24-yard line as the officials get the ball set. Dufresne just pushed that off to the right side, Blake. I don't know what's going on right there. I have no idea what, what the... Tomlin was one for three passing in that drive for just eight yards. Michael Williamson, though, ran five times on the drive for 16. Chayton just missed that touchdown pass. That would have changed it a little bit. But. Strader with two running backs in the backfield. Hands it off to Earl for the first time this afternoon. Their second possession. He takes it forward to the 25, and he's stacked up immediately by the line, David Guck. And Noah Hammond was in there on that tackle as well. He did a good job of beating the tackle early. I think Franklin, another spot where they're a little vulnerable is that offensive line. They're young there where they're traditionally older and big. Second down, nine yards to go. Strader out of the pistol. He's got Earl right behind him. And Strader hands it off to Earl around the left-hand side. He's going to be drugged down for a loss of about a yard on the play. And that's Spencer Kandra coming up from the left side to make the tackle on the right side. That was an outstanding play by Spencer to shed that block and get over there and make that play to bring Earl down from behind before he could get the corner. Takes it back to the 24. Loss of about two yards on the play, and it brings up third down, ten yards to go. Strader gets the call in from his offensive coordinator, Tom Centrani, and now he's got out of the pistol formation, but he's got a running back on each side. Dropping back, Strader looks out to the left, now rolls out to the left, looks upfield, he's going to throw a floater up the field, and it is going to be incomplete. Tried to get the ball to his intended receiver, Jacob Earl, coming up the left-hand side on the wheel route, but the Lions did a good job of protecting against it. Yeah, it was there. Uh, Strader just missed it. He had Julius Fisher by a step or two. Julius did a good job of catching up, but the ball was definitely underthrown there. Tough throw on the run away from your body, but, you know, that's a throw you expect a Franklin quarterback to make typically. Burfiend in to punt it away. He had a 37-yard kick his first time. Speakman almost in the same spot, dropping back to his own 40 to collect this one in. Fourth down, 10 yards to go from the 24-yard line. Good snap. Burfiend gets the ball away. Again, a low spiral kick that hits at about the Franklin 45. Takes a mount bounce inside the 45, and we touched it about the 44-yard line. Just a 20-yard punt on the play. For Burfiend and the Lions take it over in Franklin territory again, this time at the 44. The Lions defense is playing outstanding so far in this game. The offense has got to figure out a way to put some points on the board here. You know, they've had two possessions with great field position. Um, you got to figure out a way to put points on the board here. Lions start first and 10 from the Franklin 44 yard line. Williamson stays in the ball game. 14-0, Rose over Manchester, 9-10 left to go in the first quarter. Handoff goes to Williamson off the right side, and he'll take it just inside the 44, maybe down to the 43 for a yard gain. Anderson leading Defiance, 7-0, nine minutes into the first quarter of play. And Bluffton is blanking Hanover, 3-0 with 8.52 remaining in the opening period. 
Bruce Holman's up 14-0 on Manchester, too, early. I don't know how they scored those quick touchdowns. It's not a typical team that scores in a, in a hurry. Second down, call it a short 10 yards to go. Tomlin looks to the right, throws it out into the right flat to Murphy, knocked away and incomplete. Franklin secondary so far is playing really well. They're glued to guys. There hasn't been much room for Jayton to complete passes. It's going to have to be a little more fine, I guess, today than usual. So we'll see what they can do here. Third and nine, long ten. Jacob Ferguson, the 5'10 outside linebacker, senior, was picking up coverage on Murphy out in the flat. Beecham, slot left. Samples comes out wide to the left-hand side for the Lions. Miner is out wide to the right hand So Panky is out wide to the right And in the slot right is Miner Dropping back Tomlin out of the empty backfield Looks up the field, he's got a receiver And it is complete to Brock at the 21 yard line Austin Brock just checked in for Nick Murphy Right before that previous play Nick wasn't happy about it But after that catch he's going to give his, his buddy from Georgia A pat on the behind Austin Brock has really come alive In the last ball game against Anderson, and now this one, a nice catch over the middle to the 21 of Franklin and a first down for the Lions after a 23-yard gain. Austin Brock's a fantastic young football player. He's going to have a really good career for the mound. Ball at the 21 of Franklin. Tomlin, handoff to Williamson, cut to the left, now back to the right, back to the left again inside the 20 to the 18-yard line. Gain of about two on the play, maybe three for Williamson. Brings up second and a short eight. He did a good job of, of beating the first guy and not getting blown up for a loss. So that's, that's a good spot. You know, it could have been easily a two-yard loss on that play. So for Mike to pick up two, we'll take it every single time. 6-10 left to go in this first quarter. Second down. Call it eight yards to go. Tomlin looking things over. He's got Williamson right behind him. Drop back on the play action. Throws over the middle. He's got Pinky complete touchdown. That was a fantastic throw by Chayton and maybe a better route by Chase Pankey. He got to the top of that post and snapped that thing off. And the corner just couldn't get it get in front of him. 18-yard touchdown pass from Tomlin to Chase Pankey. And the Lions have jumped out on top of it. Six to nothing with 6.02 remaining to go in this first quarter of play. O-line did a really good job on that play as well. Left tackle, um, Isaiah Trimble was one-on-one with Franklin's best pass rusher and did a really good job of pushing him off the field so Chase could step up in the pocket. High snap again. Dufresne gets the kick away, though, and it is good. So the Lions lead it with 6.02 left to go in this first quarter of play. Your score, it's the Lions 7, Franklin nothing on the Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers scoreboard. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed using the innovative PicoWay laser technology from Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. They're on the leading edge of tattoo removal. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky, schedule a free consultation today by calling 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. 
Austin Grundon took in the kickoff on the left side for Franklin, took it across the 10 to the 15, and he got it out to the 20-yard line, a return of about 11 on the kickoff, and Franklin down 7-0. Will take it over first and 10 at their own 20-yard line. Lions lead it, 7-zip early in this ball game. And Strader comes out, and he's got Grundon on the left-hand side and Earl on his right side after that touchdown drive by the Lions. And the handoff goes to Earl. Earl right up the middle across the 20, out to about the 24-yard line before he is knocked down and brought down on the play by the Lions' defensive secondary. Four yards on the carry. Jonathan Finn filled the hole there really well, and the Lions kind of rallied to him to make a great tackle. Um, Earl ran right over him, though, and he's going to be a tough kid to stop all day. Strader has got Earl on the right side, and then he's got Grundon on the left-hand side. Puts a man in motion that's Siderwitz to the far side of the field. Dropping back Strader. Strader looks upfield. He's going to throw it over the middle, and it is incomplete. Tried to go to his intended receiver, Bennett Bale, a sophomore, 6'5", 200 pounds. But he threw it just a little bit too high. That's another one of those spots where you typically don't see a Franklin quarterback miss that throw. Um, that could have easily been a big game for them. So you're seeing that the although he's a senior, he's making a couple of freshman mistakes so far early in this game. Third down and a long six yards to go for Franklin in their own territory at their 24-yard line. Lions in a cover two defense so far. With it, Strader drops back, looks to the right. He's going to throw it upfield, and it is going to be knocked away and almost intercepted on the play by Lugers. And Noah Abel back there with great coverage, too. Yeah, Noah Abel or Peyton Lugers could have either one picked that ball off. That's another spot. Again, I keep saying it, but so far... You know, uh, Robbie Strader is struggling to find the right spot to go with the football. And even so far, if he picks the right spot, he's not making a great throw. Um, and, and he's going to have to be better for Franklin to win this football game. So Antonio Burfeen will be in to kick the ball away again. He just had a 20-yard punt his last time. He'll be punting the ball away from his 24-yard line. Dropping back is Speakman again, about the 45. Burfield gets it away. That's his best punt of the day, but Speakman's going to take it in at his 48. Across midfield to the 50, and he'll be brought down at the 47-yard line. Again, the, the third time in a row the Lions have had unbelievable field position to start the, the third drive. They score another touchdown here. They're going to put Franklin in a bad spot. Um, the defense is playing outstanding so far. They're stopping the run. They're covering down the field. This has been a really good game for the Lions thus far. 5:02 remaining to go in this first quarter of play. Last time the Lions had the ball, they drove it 44 yards in five plays, a minute 42 for their first score of the ball game. They move Beecham in motion to the near side. Ball in the center of the field. Dropping back on first and ten is Tomlin. Throws it out to Beecham at the 43 to the 40 to the 35. Struggles forward. Breaks a couple of tackles and gets it down to the 32-yard line. 16 yards on the reception and a first down. That's Cornell Beecham right there. The ball's tipped. He has to wait. The guys are bearing down on him. It takes four guys to tackle him. He is going to be an outstanding football player here at Mount St. Joseph. 
Out wide to the left-hand side is Chandler Kinholt. He's out there all by himself. Williamson to the left of Tomlin. Ball in the near hash mark. Tomlin looks at Kinholt on the right side. He's got it complete at the 25, and he's going to skip out of bounds at the 21-yard line. And that's close to a first down after 11-yard completion. They're going to put him at the 20, and that will definitely be a first down and 10 for the Lions at the Franklin 20-yard line. 12 yards on the completion to Kinholt. Tomlin just taking what this Franklin defense gives them. First and ten from the Franklin 20. Williamson to his left. Ball in the near hash mark. Hand off to Williamson. Big hole around the right side. He's going to struggle inside the 20 to the 15. Keeps moving inside the 15. The officials let them play. He's going to take it to the 14-yard line. Gain of six for Williamson. And it brings up second down, four yards to go. Nice hole off the right-hand side that the Lions offensive line opened up on that right side. Sam Martin and Kevin McCarthy. Second down, four yards to go for the Lions at the Franklin 14-yard line. We're at 335 and running left to go in this first quarter. 7-0 Lions lead it. If the Lions are able to continue to run the football this successfully, it's going to be a tough day for Franklin to stop them. Panky moving in motion near the line of scrimmage. Dropping back, Tomlin throws over the middle. He's got a receiver. Complete touchdown, Paul Miner. That's a big, big, big catch for that kid. Paul Miner may be pound for pound the best human being that goes to Mount St. Joseph University. The fact that everyone last week in the press box when he got that personal foul was like, who? That should tell you the kind of kid that kid is. And he started his career here at Franklin. Didn't play well in the game at Mount last year against Franklin. For him to get that big catch there, that kid has got to be on cloud nine right now. That is his third touchdown reception of the season. Dufresne, again, a high snap. And that one is going to be blocked. It's going to be picked up by Franklin. They bobble it. Dufresne will pick it up at the 20, and he'll be dropped at the 17-yard line. But that saves a two-point That's conversion. That's a really big play by Spencer Dufresne to not quit there. I don't know who missed the block. I didn't see it. I actually think it might have been Paul Miner, um, but Spencer did a really good job of getting back and not letting him return that for a touchdown. There's an official timeout on the field. 3.21 left to go in period number one. Your score, it's now Mount St. Joseph 13 and Franklin nothing. Minimum Staffing wants you. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 579-0010. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go that extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. Located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway, Minutemen Staffing. Call today, 579-0010. Minutemen is an equal opportunity employer. Dave Mitchell, Blake Watson back here at Franklin. Spencer Dufresne had the extra point blocked coming into this afternoon. Dufresne on the season in extra points was 9 of 10, so he is 10 for 12 on the year. And Dufresne, check out Ryan Murray, will be kicking it off, and it will be taken in by Healy, Healy, or Grundon, excuse me, Grundon, on the left side, cuts to the right side, across the 15 to the 20, and he's going to be knocked out of bounds at the 25-yard line by Peyton Lugers. He had to do a whole lot of work there to get something he could have done for waving his hands. So, you know, Lions special teams are playing well thus far. I'm not sure a lot of the football players know that rule. I mean, it just came into existence last year, but... I feel like we saw it a lot last year, but we haven't seen it at all this year. Kickers are going for more for that high pooch kick than trying to drive people back. 
Cole Dabb is going out wide to the left-hand side. Coming out wide to the right is Bennett Beal. And Strader takes the ball, hands it off to Earl up the middle. He's got it across the 25 to the 27-yard line. About second down, make it seven yards to go, a long seven. That drive for the Lions started at their 44-yard line, and they did an outstanding job of moving down the field and then saw the opening in the middle. Strader, three of six passing for six yards so far in the ball game. On second down and a long six, drops back. Strader looks to his left, now looks to his right, throws it over the middle, almost intercepted by Lugers, and that was saved on a nice offensive turn defensive play by the receiver. Thus far, man, I'm telling you, this line's defense looks a little bit different. There's a lot more substitution. Rick Thompson is mixing and matching a lot better. He's been calling a heck of a defense so far today. Landon Gessinger did a nice job of breaking up that interception by Luger. It might have been six for Peyton Luger. It might have been. Third down, seven yards to go. Strader looking things over. He's going to drop straight back. Looks over the middle. Steps up into the pocket. Throws a deep ball upfield. Noah Abel back there. And Abel intercepted the ball at the 33-yard line. He tried to go to Bennett Beal. And Abel stepped right in front of it. Intercepted the ball. And he came down hard on his backside. And he's laying down there after the interception. My guess is probably just a... Uh knock the wind out of your situation, but think about it. I mean, if he doesn't pick that off, they got a punt again, and we've had really good success so far on the punts. That might have been one of them situations where it's better to just knock it down. Absolutely, but Abel picks up his first interception of the year with 2.31 remaining to go in this first quarter, and the Lions lead it 13 to nothing. Now Abel is up, and he's going to walk off under his own power, and that's a good sign. First quarter of play, Lions leading 13 to nothing, and this is the worst field position that the Lions have started here in this first quarter of play, back to the 34-yard line in their own territory. It'll be first and 10. Williamson stays into the ball game. Williamson so far, eight carries, 24 yards, averaging three yards a carry. Williamson. To the right of Tomlin, ball on the near hash mark. Receivers out wide on both sides, and Cornell Beecham in that slot left, along with Cooper Earls. Dropping back Tomlin, throws the screen. It goes to Earls. Earls to the 35, to the 40, 45, 50 up the left side. He's going to be pushed out of bounds on the play. That was an outstanding play by Chase Tomlin. He saw the blitz coming. Michael Williamson did a great job of stepping in a hole and blocking the un, un, uh, unblocked linebacker and hits Cooper Earl on a quick, quick screen. Cornell Beecham with a great block downfield. A fantastic play with the Lions offense. 20 yards on the reception to Cooper Earls. Earls, his fifth catch of the season. First today. Williamson out of the pistol formation. Lines up right behind Tomlins. Ball in the near hash mark. Trips out to the far side. Fake handoff. Now it goes to Williamson. Williamson to the 45. Cuts to the near side. Spins forward and falls forward to the 40-yard line. That's a gain of six for Michael. Michael Williamson just decleated number six for Franklin with a stiff arm. That was a monster stiff arm. Williamson started the season with a high ankle sprain. Didn't play a lot against Geneva. Came back last week. Ran for just under 50 yards. But now today, he is running roughshod over this Franklin defense. Second down four. Tomlin from the 40-yard line. Rolls out to the left. He's going to throw the ball over the middle. Complete to Nick Murphy at the 35-yard line. He cuts up, up back up the middle to the 31-yard line. And he's going to be stopped right there. That's going to 
to be a pickup of 10 yards on the reception and a first down for the Lions. The entire Franklin offense was looking for a hold on that play, but I don't think it was. And then you see the end of it, Nick Murphy being the tough-minded, tough kid that he is. Just won't go down. The guys are playing really well so far. Ball at the 31-yard line of Franklin. A minute eight left to go in this first quarter. Lions lead at 13-0. Earls out to the left-hand side. Beecham and Pankey out to the short side of the field. Williamson to the left of Tomlin. Out of the pistol on first and ten from the 31 of Franklin. Tomlin, long snap count. Gets it off. Throws it up the middle. He's got a receiver in the end zone. Complete. Pinky touchdown! You are seeing a kid right now that is in total control of what's going on on the football field. Jayton Tomlin is unbelievable right now. 31-yard reception to Chase That makes him 9 of 12 for 151 yards and three touchdowns in the first quarter. Panky with the touchdown reception, and the Lions now lead it 19 to nothing with 47.3 seconds left to go in this first quarter. And they're going to go for two. Lions will put the ball at the two-yard line. They're going to go for two. Tomlin throws the fade in the left side. Minor complete. He's got it. Flags are thrown down all over the place. They're going to get Paul here for a push off. He, he, he used his arms really well to separate there. And Miner flips it to the official, and let's see if that is indeed the call. As they look it over, boy, that was a nicely designed play. One thing about Caleb Carrell, he can look at the, and it is going to be pass interference against Paul Miner, so they'll move it back, and let's see if the Lions will still go for two. You can tell one thing, Chayton Tomlin still wants to go for it. <laughs> I think they are. They're changing their personnel grouping, and they're still going to go for it. I don't think they trust Dufresne from this distance. And let's see, it's going to take it all the way back to the 18-yard line. And that's where the Lions will go for two from the 18. They're going to send trips out to the right side. This is a two-point conversion play. Williamson to the left of Tomlin. Tight end left is Miner. Ball in the center of the field. Trips to the right. On this two-point conversion, Tomlin looking out to the right. Play clock down to 10. Tomlin takes the snap now. Looks up the right-hand side. Runs out to the right-hand side. Throws the ball over the middle. He's got a receiver. That's Beecham. Threw it just a little bit too high, and Beecham could not come down with it for the two-point conversion. For all the things Cornell Beecham is, he is not a tall man. Um, He's got a lot of leaving ability. That was a little bit too tall for him. He is like me, vertically challenged. (laughs) But that may be the only We're a little bit horizontally challenged, too, Dave, so... (laughs) He's not that either. That may not be, or that may be just one of the few things that Beecham does not have going for him right now. Tomlin so far in the ballgame, 9 of 13 yards passing for 151 yards. Three touchdowns in the first quarter alone. Ryan Murray will be kicking the ball off and dropping back set to return for Franklin will be Jarrett Gibson and... Grundon. Only this time, Gibson and Grundon switch sides. The biggest number to look at early in this game, David, Jacob Earl, four attempts for seven yards. Lions defense is bottling him up very much so. Lions playing outstanding. 47 seconds left to go in the first quarter. Murray kicks it off, and it'll be taken in by Gibson at his goal line. Cuts it to the middle of the field, to the 10, to the 15, and he's going to be upended at the 19-yard line on the play. So a return of about 19 yards for Gibson. First and 10 for Franklin towards the end of this first quarter. 
Julius Fisher ran someone over on that kick return. Lions do it a little different than a lot of people, man. Their starting linebackers all play on kick coverage, and they those kids love it. They love the flying down the field hitting somebody. Jordy Jackson is coming out slot right. Coming out to the wide right is Bennett Beal. Two receivers out wide to the left-hand side. Now Jackson's going to move in motion to the far side. Dropping back, Strader throws it into the flat. Complete to Jackson at the 20, and he's going to be upended at the 22, maybe the 23-yard line. Gain of about two on that reception, and it brings up second down and eight as we get inside 30 seconds. I thought that was blocked really well, too, Dave. I thought they were going to get about a six, seven-yard play. I ended up Peyton Williams, I think, made a really good play to cover that. This will probably be the last play of the first quarter. Strader looking things over. He's got Earl right behind him. Dropping back. Strader throws it into the flat. Complete to Jackson. And he's going to be hit and dropped immediately at the 30-yard line after a six-yard reception. And it'll be third down and about a yard to go. And that'll do it for the end of the first quarter of play. We've played one here from Franklin, Indiana. And your score, it's Mount St. Joseph, 19 and Franklin, nothing. This is why we love sports. It's in the way they play, free from the pressures and all the money talk. Playing for simply the love of the game, where everyone has a shot at their definition of success on and off the field. This is what we love about sports and what we can still love about college sports. How many homeowners does it take to change to Energy Star qualified light bulbs? Answer, all of them. And they have every reason to. The bulbs look really cool. They come in spiral, mini-spiral, and A-line shapes. They last and last, up to ten times longer than traditional fixtures. And they use two-thirds less energy. That's win-win-win. Cool lighting, cool temperatures, cooler energy bills from the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. Well, the Lions pitched a shutout in that first quarter. They did not allow a first down for Franklin, but now Franklin's got their best opportunity right now, and the chains are wrong. <laughs> well, no, no, I guess they're not. I'm wrong. Chains are right. It's third down and about a yard. Strader is going to look things over. Ball at the 30-yard line to start this second quarter of play. Franklin going from right to left across your computer screen. Handoff goes to Earl. Earl struggles forward. He may have gotten back to the line of scrimmage, but nothing more than that. And it'll bring up fourth down. What do you do here if you're Franklin? Do you give yourself a, I mean, one play to get back in the game here? But if you don't get it, it's... You know, Lions can bury you right here. It's 19 nothing. And Mike Leonard's going to roll the dice here unless he's going to try to draw the Lions offside, but it's fourth down less than a yard. I do not like this call. I'm not sure. Strader's going to go under the center. Let's see if they are going to try to just draw the Lions offside. And nope, Strader's going to keep it. He's going to struggle forward, and he's got the first down after a gain of about two on the quarterback keeper. I still don't like the call. I mean, it worked out in Franklin's favor, but you gave yourself a chance to lose the game right there. I Um, agree with you. You know, it's not smart. That was really rolling the dice by the 17-year head coach of Franklin, Mike Leonard. Uh, He's been a head coach for 17 years. He's pretty successful. I guess he probably knows what he's doing. Ball out to the 33-yard line. First and ten for Franklin. That's their first first down of the day. 
Strader with Earl right behind him on first and ten. Moves Beal in motion to the far side. Now he reverses and goes to the far side. And Strader handoff to Earl. And Earl, no, Strader kept it. Nice fake. That's a the really Lions good bit on it. And Strader, though, got knocked down immediately by Noel Hammond at the 34-yard line. They're going to give him to the 35, gain of about two. Well, he faked everybody out. Strader sends Beal out to the far right-hand side. Jackson slot left. They've got trips out to the near side here. Strader with Earl right behind him out of the pistol. Strader looks to the left. Good protection. Now protection breaks down. Rolls out to the right. He's going to throw the ball up the right sideline. Incomplete to Beal. Spencer Kandra hits Strader. Lions did a really good job with their pass rush there. Um, if Kandra would have got there, that would have been what we call a coverage sack. But they stayed in their lane, stayed disciplined. And they continue to impress so far in this young season. We've just begun this second quarter of play. Got a big halftime show scheduled for you here today. So stick around for that. Third down, eight yards to go from the Franklin 35-yard line. Grizz looking things over on third down, eight. On the Lions are showing blitz up on the front line. Strader, they drop back. Strader looks over the middle. He's going to throw the ball over the middle. It is complete on the play to Beal, and he has got the first down out to the 44-yard line on the play. That's a really good spot there from that uh, line judge. I don't think he got nearly the, the – he may have gotten the first down, but I don't believe it was a full yard past the line of scrimmage. I mean, that's almost directly in front of us. Strader's leaving the ball game now. They're coming in basically, it looks like – a little wildcat action. A little wildcat action or maybe even a wing tee, but they've got Grundon who's into the ballgame, and Grundon looks like he's going to take the snap. He's going to play quarterback out of the wildcat. Grundon lined up a quarterback. He's got Earl to the left of him. Grundon, bad snap, but he's got it. Rolls out to the right. He's going to be hit behind the line and then finally brought down at the 42-yard line for a loss of two. Troy Speakman came up, but it was really blown up on the play by Dustin Laudermilk, Blake. Yeah, the, the, the Lions at Young Secondary, man, we expected that to be an extreme weakness for the Lions early in the year, and it's not been Peyton Luger's. And Dustin Laudermilk played really well at safety. Oliver Wassum's out here. Um, they don't have a lot of depth at corner, but the safeties are really tough. Second down, 12 yards to go from their own 42. Franklin brings Strader back in. He's got Earl right behind him. Two receivers out wide. Now Earl moves in motion to the far side, leaving an empty backfield. Dropping back Strader. Strader's going to keep it on the keeper right up the middle to the 45. Trips himself up and struggles forward out to the 47-yard line. That's a gain of about six. And that'll bring up third down and seven yards to go. The official said something, and now he's resetting the play clock. I'm not quite sure what that was all about, but there were no flags on the play. So it brings up third down and seven yards to go for Franklin from their own 47. Jackson and Beal go out wide to the right-hand side. Coming out to the left-hand side is Cole Dabb. Along with Siderwitz, dropping back. Strader, Strader looks up the middle. Heavy rush. He's going to be hit behind the line. Breaks away, then throws the ball away. That should be intentional grounding, but no flag called. Let's see. Are they going to say he was in the grasp and they're going to put him down? That is easily an intentional grounding, Blake. If they're not going to put him down in the grasp, it's got to be intentional they're, grounding. They're pulling the, the flag. Out. Now they're putting it back. Now they drop it. It will be intentional grounding, and it should be. 
There was no receiver out wide. He was not outside the pocket. And that'll be not only a 10-yard penalty, but a loss of down. Mike Leonard says there was a receiver out there, but he didn't even throw it within 10 yards of the receiver. And it didn't didn't go back to the line of scrimmage either. That's the biggest thing. The ball didn't get back to the line of scrimmage. So it's a 5-yard penalty, or check out, 10-yard penalty, excuse me, back to the 34-yard line. And it'll bring up fourth down and about 22 yards to go with 11-18 remaining in the first half. 19-0, Lions on top of it. And dropping back to punt the ball away is Burnfeen. Burfiend back. He's kicking it with the wind to his back. What wind there is. High spiral. Speakman is going to fair catch it at his 25-yard line. That's the best punt for not even close. 41-yard punt. Best punt by far for Franklin early in this game. So the Lions take it over first and 10 in their own territory. Back to the 25-yard line. They lead it 19-0, and they have moved the football basically at will early in this first half of action. The only time they've been stymied was their initial drive, first and 10. They stymied themselves on that first drive, too. Hand off to Williamson around the left-hand side, gets back to the line of scrimmage, struggles forward, picks up maybe a yard to the 26 after a yard gain on the play. Some scores from around the Heartland so far. 21-0, Rose Holman over Manchester, 13-45 remaining before half. Anderson beating Defiance 17-0 in the first quarter. And Hanover now has scored a touchdown. They lead Bluffton 7-3 at the start of the second. Second down, a short 10 yards to go for the Lions from their 25. Receivers out wide on both sides. Dropping back Tomlin, looks out to the left. Throws over the middle. He's got a receiver, Panky, and Panky couldn't hang on to the football. Tomlin threw it behind Panky. He almost brought it in, but then dropped it. And there was a incomplete. chance for a good run after catch there, too. Lines have really started to like those uh, those under routes, the, the crossing routes. It's kind of that Kansas City Chiefs, New England Patriots system that they're starting to run some of that stuff. Setting up a third and nine years is, I think, the longest third down of the game so far. So let's see what the Lions do here. Murphy and Panky out to the near side. Beecham all alone up to the far side. Tomlin moves Williamson off to the left. Ball in the far hash mark. Dropping back Tomlin. Looks to the left of Beecham. He's got Beecham complete. Beecham skips the sideline and then gets upended at about the 34-yard line. That's going to be an 8-yard completion, but it'll bring up 4th down and a yard. Now, Hop will punt this. And he will. 100% punt this. So the Lions bring in the punting team on to get rid of it on fourth and a long yard. Max Suchomsky. I could say that. Max Suchomsky. For some reason, I'm having trouble with it today. Max Suchomsky, the freshman out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, Lions are happy to get him. He can kick it. 35 yards a kick. Left foots it up. And Suchomsky gets it off to Gibson, and Gibson will take it in at the 32, and that's where Franklin will start. First and 10 from their own 32. 9.16 to go in the first half. It's 19-0, Mount St. Joseph. Minutemen staffing wants you. Currently, Minutemen has more positions than workers. Are you in need of work? Maybe a change in direction? Were you laid off and need money to tide you over? Minutemen can help you out. In most cases, on a temporary to permanent work assignment. 
Many companies have realized the advantages of hiring all their workers through Minutemen Staffing. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 513-579-0010 or stop in at 6600 Dixie Highway in Fairfield to fill out an application. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go the extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. With more than 35 years' experience in the area, Minutemen Staffing can turn your life around. We're proud that we're helping put Cincinnati back to work. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 579-0010. Minutemen Staffing is an equal opportunity employer. Well, while you're away... Spencer Candra sacked Robbie Strader for a 10-yard loss. Back to the 22-yard line. Brings up second down and about 20. Strader again looks out to the left-hand side, and it is incomplete to Siderwitz. And it brings up third down at 22. Uh, that's another spot that we haven't talked about at all with Franklin, that they've taken it looks like a pretty severe step back. Is it the wide-out spot? Um, they had two wideouts last year that were at or near the top of the conference in a lot of statistical categories, including the Offensive Player of the Year who was a wideout. Um, and they're not here. So Third down, 22 yards to go for Franklin. And they throw the screen, and it is incomplete. Tried to get it to Earl. And it was just blown up by good penetration by the Mount St. Joseph defense. Yeah, even, again. If he, even if he catches that, they're not getting a 20-yard gain out of that. The Lions have done a really good job of rallying to the football. And the most important thing that you see a lot, especially early in the year with young college football teams, is they are tackling right now. Um, when they hit somebody, they're going to the ground. And it's, you know, they're just playing sound physical football. It's great to watch. Strader, 6 of 15, passing so far in the ballgame for just 24 yards. Dropping back, set to punt the ball away, is Burfiend. And Speakman back at about his own 40. Burfiend kicks it away. Low line drive, Speakman backpedals to his own 32. He backpedals, now kind of deeks everybody out, cuts it across the 35, out to the 39-yard line. They'll give him the 40. Six-yard return, and it'll be first down for the Lions. One more time, as we see, great field position. We've been saying it the whole game. Um, I don't think the Lions have had bad field position on a start yet. That's all due to what the defense is doing. 8.15 remaining to go in the half. It's 19-0 Lions on top. Chayton Tomlin looking things over. Elijah Bug is going to come in at running back for the first time today. Lions start at first and 10 from their own 40-yard line. Tomlin, 10 of 14 for 160 yards passing so far. He's going to throw the ball again. Throws it out complete on the play to Samples. Samples takes it across the 40, out to the 41-yard line before he steps out of bounds there. Gain of about a yard on the play for Chase. Samples with his sixth reception of the season. And pushing him out of bounds was Chris Knight. Second down, calling a short eight yards to go for the Lions. Empty backfield now for Chayton Tomlin. Five receivers, three to the near side, two to the far side. Tomlin audibleizing with the communication that he has with Nick Murphy out in the slot. Drops back. Tomlin looks over the middle. He's got a receiver. That is complete to Austin Brock. And Brock's going to be taken down in Franklin territory at the 47-yard line. That's a 10-yard gain and a first down. Chayton audible to that. He told Nick and Austin 
what they were going to be running there. Um, again, like we said before, Chayton's in complete control of what's going on on the football field. Brock with a couple of receptions here today. Bug to the right out of the pistol with Tomlin in Franklin territory. First and ten from the Franklin 47. Franklin showing blitz. High snap. Tomlin gets it down. Throws it out into the right flat. Complete to Panky. Panky across the 45 to the 41-yard line. I think Chayton probably saw that blitz before the defensive coordinator called it. That's how in the zone he is right now. I mean, he checked to that quick screen before the linebacker ever moved forward. That's a gain of five on the play. And it brings up second down, a short five. Ball at the 42-yard line of Franklin. Bug to the right of Tomlin. They're going to hand it off to Bug. Bug slipped as minute he got his hands on the football and struggled forward just to the line of scrimmage. And it will bring up third down and about five yards to go for the Lions. That's bad luck there. There's a lot of room out to the right there for Elijah Bug. Just, just to put this in there, the eight Lions have already caught balls in this game. It's not even halftime. Peyton dealing it around pretty well. So Tomey bring check back in in the backfield. Third down five, Trevor Tomey into the ball game. Receivers out wide on both sides. Now Tom, Paul Miner will line up tight end right with the ball in the near hash mark. Panky out to the near side here. Beach him out wide to the left-hand side. Tomlin, a lot of movement on the line. Tomlin is going to be hit from behind the line. Spins away, throws it over the middle. Complete, it goes to Miner. Miner at the 25 to the 20. Skips the sideline up the field, and he's going to be stepped out of bounds. They'll say he stepped out of bounds at about the 17-yard line, Blake. Yeah, Chayton did a really good job of getting out of the, the grasp there and throwing it down the field. He saw the flag, so you know you want to take a shot in that, in that position. Paul Miner did a nice job of staying... Inbounds, though, until he had to step out of bounds there at about the 17 if the play does stay. But there was a lot of movement on the offensive line. It looked like Franklin may have jumped the snap count. We'll see here. It is offside against Franklin. Lions will decline it, and the Lions will have it first and 10 at the Franklin 17-yard line. The natives are starting to get restless. Yeah, they're not real happy with that call, which I don't understand. It was pretty obvious, and it's happening at the 50-yard line right in front of us. So um, it was an obvious jump. It, it doesn't matter because the Lions completed it for 20 yards or whatever the, the total of that was. I mean, I don't understand what the frustration would be. 5.47 left to go in this first half of play. Tommy to the left of Tomlin. Ball at the 17 of Franklin. Dropping back Tomlin. Throws out to the left-hand side. Incomplete. Tried to get it to Miner, but Miner really wasn't even looking for the football. There's another uh, miscommunication. Paul's tapping himself on the chest right now. He's, he's letting Chayton know that he missed that one. Um, well, you mentioned it in the first drive that Chayton came off the field Barking at his receivers, and they have been on the same page ever since up to that play. Yeah, Chayton's right now sits at 14 for 18 for 204 and three scores. I mean, the Lions, you know, couldn't play much better through this early going. 535 left to go in this first half. Tomlin with Tommy to the left. Panky, Beecham, and Murphy out wide to the left-hand side. Dropping back, Tomlin looks to the left. Good protection. A lot of room for him to roam if he wants. Now he dumps the ball off into the left-hand side, and it is over the head of Nick Murphy incomplete. Yeah, Chayton wanted uh, Cornell there, and I think Cornell ran the wrong route. He had all day in the world 
to throw the football. Again, and then I think he was looking for somebody on that, you know, that old Pittsburgh Steelers scramble drill. He was looking for somebody to break to that near corner, um, and they would have been wide open for the touchdown. But he did a great job of not, you know, not throwing it into trouble really there. So We've got a preview of the Ohio State-Nebraska game coming up for you at halftime. We There's couldn't preview a better game. <laughs> the Michigan game already started, Blake. <laughs> Tommy to the left of Tomlin. I won't tell you who else we're talking to. Dropping back. Tomlin throws it into the flat, complete to Tommy for no gain. He's going to be shut down immediately at the 17-yard line, fourth down for the Lions. We, we so, get down to about five minutes left in the first half here. Lions, they can find a way to put this through the uprights, set you back up to where it's three touchdowns ahead instead of a couple with the missed extra point and whatnot. Um, Spencer Dufresne is going to come in to attempt a field goal. It's going to be spotted at the 25, so it'll make it a 35-yard attempt. He missed a 41-yarder earlier, wide right. This one to the other end of the field. Ball, good snap. Hold is down. Kick is up by Dufresne, and that one splits the uprights from 35 yards out. Dufresne kicks it through. 5-16 left to go in the half. Your score now, it's Mount St. Joseph 22, and Franklin, nothing. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. The School of Health Sciences at Mount St. Joseph University is a proven leader in healthcare education. The Mount offers bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees in nursing, including a blended online RN to BSN program and the innovative MSN Magellan program. For nearly 100 years, Mount St. Joseph University has produced outstanding healthcare professionals. Learn more at msj.edu slash health sciences. And Dufresne, or Murray, excuse me, will kick it off. Murray kicks it off to Gibson. Gibson takes it in at his 10, struggles out to the 20, maybe the 21-yard line, and that's where Franklin will pick it up, first and 10. Another from outstanding their own coverage there by our special teams. That looked like he could have went for a big return there, and Jonathan Finn did a really good job of making the tackle at the 21. Lions leading a 22-0 after that 35-yard field goal by Spencer Dufresne. Rose Holman leading 35 zip over Manchester with 425 remaining. Anderson up 23-0 on Defiance in the first half, and Hanover leading 14-3 in the first half over Bluffton. Strader in the backfield along with Earl. Moving in motion as Jackson to the near side. Handoff goes to Earl right up the middle, and he's going to be cut down at the 24-yard line after a gain of three. Peyton Williams coming up to help out on the tackle along with Sean Sullivan. Also in on the tackle, Jonathan Finn. Finn doesn't start, but, boy, he gets his nose into a lot of tackles when he's out there. Yeah, I mean, he's played a ton of football already in this first game. First half, um, more than I expected him, or probably anyone really expected him to play. So Strader, handoff up the middle, it goes to Earl. Earl takes it across the 25, out to the 26. They're going to mark him at the 27. So another gain of three, and it brings up third down and 
and four yards to go. I think the Lions will live with three-yard gains at Earl all day long. Three of those does not net you a first down, sir. Clock running, 4.15 left to go in this first half. 22-0. The mount on top of it on third down, four yards to go. Strader out of the shotgun, looking things over with two backs right on either side of him. Strader looks out to the middle, throws it, and it's intercepted by Williams. Williams to the 25, and we upended at the 23. Peyton Williams just stepped right in front of that pass and took it away, and the Lions have a golden opportunity here to really stick a dagger into the heart of the Grizz. And that's the very last thing Franklin wanted to do, is give the Lions the football back late in this first half. And the Lions get the ball back to start the second half. Peyton Williams with his second interception of the season. Ball at the 24-yard line of Franklin. Lions take it over first and 10. Trevor Tomey coming into the backfield for the Lions along with Tomlin. And they start first and 10 from the Grizz 24. Already up in the ball game. 22-0. Tomlin. Looking things over. Fake handoff. Throws out to the right side over the head of Panky and incomplete. That's the first bad throw of the day for Chayton. It was and it was just not good. He missed Panky by a lot. Um, I don't think that play was going much anywhere. Franklin did a really good job of staying home on the outside. Murphy was blocking, but I think that was going to get blown up. Well, you look at time of possession right now. You wouldn't believe this, but there's only a minute difference between the two ball clubs. Tomlin, and again a bad snap, handoff goes to Tommy. Tommy cut to the left, now back up the middle, and he's going to cut it to about the 20-yard line, just shy of there. That's going to be a gain of about four for Tommy. brings up third down and six. I want to go back to something I talked about in the pregame. I think they were going into this day asking Robbie Schrader to be a game manager, and thus far he's not been doing that. I mean, they were asking him to not lose the game. So far he might be the reason they're losing Third down and a long six. They're going to call it about seven yards to go for the Lions. Passing situation. Ken Holt goes out wide to the left-hand side. Beecham in the slot left. Two receivers out to the near side. Tom looks out to the right side. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone. He's got Panky. Touchdown. Touchdown. Boy, that was just way too easy for the Lions. 21-yard touchdown pass from Chayton Tomlin to Chase Panky. And the Lions now lead it. 28 to nothing. Franklin does not have a guy that can guard Chase Chase Panky one-on-one, and they continue to put their guys on an island against him. That's not a matchup they're going to win this entire game. Spencer Dufresne will come in to attempt the extra point. Lions leading it with 3.16 left to go in this first half of action. 28 to nothing. Low snap, but they get the ball down. The kick is up, and it is good. 3.16 left to go in your first half. It's now the mount. 29. Franklin, nothing. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed using the innovative Pico Way laser technology from Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. They're on the leading edge of tattoo removal. 
located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Lions lead at 29 to nothing, and they will kick it off, and it'll be taken in by Gibson at the 15-yard line. Cuts to the far side to the 20, out to the 25, struggles past the 25 to the 28-yard line, and Franklin will have good field position out to the 28-yard line, and Robbie Strader will start this drive. A 6 of 16 passing, Blake, just 24 yards and two interceptions. Not what Mike Leonard wanted out of his first start for this senior quarterback taking the place of Smith in the ballgame, who was left with a broken hand. It was suffered two weeks ago, and he's going to be out for the next couple of weeks. Strader has got Grundon right behind him in the backfield. He's going to drop back, looks over the middle. Now throws it out to Grundon in the right flat, complete to the 30, 35, and he'll be upended at the 36-yard line by Troy Speakman. Gain of six on the completion brings up second down, four yards to go. But again, bringing it back, that play could have easily went for 30, and the Lions find a way to get him on the ground. You know, there's one thing that's fairly apparent right now. The Lions have more speed on the field than Franklin does. And that has not been the case ever in this rivalry. Right. Strader drops back, throws it out into the left flat, and it is incomplete. Fantastic coverage by Julius Fisher there, using his body to separate the ball from the man. Um, that's really good play. Franklin offensive line did something a little different there. They all cut quickly, um, getting the Lions pass rush on the ground, something you don't see very much in modern football. Landon Gessinger was the intended receiver, but as Blake said, Fisher with a great defensive play. Strader in the backfield, along with Grundon. Receivers out wide on both sides. Now rolling to the left is Strader. He's going to be hit and dropped back to the 26-yard line by Spencer Kandra. And Gavin Brennan was there as well. Um, Gavin Brennan is a guy that we talked about early in the season with Rick Thompson. He thought this kid could lead the conference in sacks, even if he doesn't start. He's a freak athlete out of L.C. Bird in uh, Richmond, Virginia. 2.23 and running left to go in this first half. The Lions have all three timeouts left. A lot of time, and they should be getting some good field position. Can they get the football back to start the second half? Burfiend in to punt the ball away from his own 30 and make it the 27-yard line. Good punt by Burfiend, taken in by Speakman at the 31-yard line. Cuts to the right side, and he'll be brought down at the 33-yard line. That's a really good coverage by Franklin's special teams there. 42-yard punt. Virtually no return, just about a yard out to the 33-yard line, and that's where the Lions will start first and 10. And they've got all three timeouts left with a minute 56 remaining to go in this first half. With all the passing being done here this afternoon, this has been a relatively fast first half. That's because we're completing a lot of passes early. Um, it's been really good that you know the ball's not finding the turf very much. Lions up 29-0 and they've got the ball in the near hash mark. Clock at a minute 56. Dropping back Tomlin. Throws under the right hand side and it is incomplete. Coming over the top and incomplete. Panky. I'm not sure why there wasn't a flag thrown on that play. 
The play was made by J.P. Osafo, but Osafo came right over the top of Panky and knocked the ball away. Looked like pass interference, but no call. Second down, 10 yards to go. Three receivers and with Elijah Bug right behind Tomlin. Handoff goes to Bug around the left-hand side. Gets a good block into the 35 to the 40. And after a, almost an eight-yard gain on the play for Bug, it'll bring up third down and two out to the 41-yard line. Bug definitely provides a different look for the Lions on offense. It's you know, they pull around the center and guard there, and it's it's wide open. That run could easily go for 30 later in the game or later in the year. Um, he's got a chance to be a special running back for us. Bug just his second carry of the day. He's got seven yards. Now Bug moves to the left. Earls is out wide left. Paul Miner lines up tight end left. Receivers out wide on both sides. Dropping back Tomlin on third and two. Throws it out into the flat. Complete to Bug. Bug struggles forward. He's got the first down out to the 45-yard line. Five yards in the completion. And a first down for the Lions at their own 45 with 106 left to go. That's another one of those things like I talked about earlier. That's that wiggle that Bug has that nobody else has. Um, if, he, if him or Cornell catch that, it's a first down. Almost anybody else in the roster, it's not. Bug with the ball on the far hash mark to the right of Tomlin. Receivers out wide on both sides. Paul Miner tight end left. Coming out wide to the right is Earls. Hand off to Bug. Bug right up the middle. He's going to be cut down at the 48-yard line. A gain of three on the play. And it brings up second down and about seven yards to go as we are under a minute left in this first half. I haven't seen the Lions use a timeout yet. Um. Tomlin looks over to Caleb Carell for the call. Second down and seven. 42 seconds left to go. Slow snap back to Tomlin, though. Tomlin is going to throw the ball away and out of bounds. And Franklin is yelling for an intentional grounding. But he got the ball back to the line of scrimmage. And even if you're outside the tackle box, normally the officials will let you get away with that. If you throw it past the line of scrimmage. It looked like that's what Tomlin did. Now the Lions will use their first time out of the second half. They lead it 29 to nothing with 37.7 seconds left to go in this first half of play. I can honestly say, Dave, I don't think anybody in this stadium thought they'd be looking at a 29 nothing Lions lead in this half. I didn't think that. Yeah, I mean, I think that they were capable of it, um, but... Could this Lions defense be better than we even thought it was? I think it's 100% better than we thought it was. I think coming into the year, outside of, you know, the guys in our defensive coaches' room, um, everybody would have thought the defense would have been a liability. You lose Tavon Robertson, Tyler Hanna, um, Corey Harden up front. Like, you lost some really good all-conference-level players, and you're better. There's no doubt about it. They're better. They're more athletic. They're faster. Um, they might not have, obviously, as much experience, but they're a better football team defensively. And I think a lot of that credit goes to Rick Thompson. He uh, he is dialed in right now with what he's calling. He's calling some good stuff. Um, and there's been times where over the last couple of years it's looked like the offense was offense of another team was way ahead of us defensively, and that's just not the case right now. Third down and call it seven yards to go from the 48-yard line in Mount Territory on third and seven. That was the Lions' first time out. 
Tomlin drops back, up 29 to nothing. Steps up into the pocket. He's going to throw the ball over the middle, and it is caught by Beecham at the 30. Cuts back to the middle, fumbled the football, and it'll be taken back by Franklin at the 20. To the 25 to the 30. Cutting to the right-hand side is Ferguson. He's going to take it to midfield. Cuts it to the 45 to the 40, and he's going to not be drugged down to the 40, and he's going to run it in for the score. Brayton Shannon picked it up at the 20-yard line and ran it back 80 yards for the score. And just like that, Franklin has their first score of the day, and it's 29-6. to Wow, that just can't happen. Uh, obviously, you put the ball on the ground, that happens. You don't want it to. Fornell feels awesome right, or awful right now. Um, but they cannot allow them to return that for a touchdown. That cannot happen in a game where you're up 29 and nothing with 15 seconds left in the first half. Brayton Shannon, the leading tackler on the year for Franklin. 32 tackles, his first fumble recovery of the season and his first touchdown run of the season. Took it 80 yards for the score. And the Lions now on top of it, 29-6 with 14.4 seconds left to go in this first half. And Franklin has used a timeout. Wow. Franklin came out in a really funky uh, extra point looking thing. I don't know. I think Hop was just nervous about them turning that into a two-point conversion try. Well, the thing about it is, too, Beecham had the first down and was just trying to get extra yardage and ended up just getting the ball knocked out of his hands. And I remember earlier in the year, uh, you and Coach Benjamin were talking about how that might come back to bite him at some point. That wiggle that he got, he's got a little too much sometimes. He tries to score on every play that he got to the football. Looks like Franklin's going to go for two. They are going to go for two. They have got Earl in the backfield along with Strader. They sent Beal out wide to the right. They've got that diamond formation out to the right-hand side. With Jackson, now moving in motion out of the backfield is Earl to the far side. Strader, empty backfield. Looks to the left. Now looks to the right. Throws it over the middle, and it is incomplete. It was complete to Beal, but he could not get his feet down in the back of the end zone fell out of bounds and the two point conversion is no good so with 14.4 left to go in the half it's 29-6 Mount over Franklin that might have been the best throw of the day for Schrader though Uh, he put Beal in a really good spot to make a play where it couldn't get picked off so I mean the kid looks like he's starting to settle into the game a little bit Lions have got over 300 yards in total offense in this first half and they lead it. Everybody's going to be dejected because of an 80-yard fumble recovery, but they're still down 23 points. And I love the move here by Coach Hop. Is Cornell still out there for this kickoff return? Um, you know, don't lose faith in guys. Absolutely not. He's an important part to this ball club. Could be a very important part later in the year. So Franklin, barring an onside kick, will kick it off. Teeing it up is Dylan Boswell. Boswell is on the two deep as the second, the backup place kicker. So you kind of wonder if Franklin may not try an onside kick here. But the Lions still have two timeouts left. So Boswell will attempt, and he'll kick a low-line drive kick. That's going to bounce at about the 20, picked up by Speakman on the right sideline at the 12. Cuts it to the middle of the field to the 20, and a flag is going to be thrown 
on we're one of the blocks. Get a hold here. Troy made a little mistake there. Troy thinks he can return everything for a touchdown, and I love that about the kid. But if he puts his foot out of bounds and touches that football, the Lions got the ball at the 40-yard line with two touch, two timeouts. Well, there's not much time left. That at least gives you a shot. And it is going to be holding against the mount. Speakman got the ball out to the 26, but the hold will now mark them back inside the 15 to the 11. You'll almost certainly see Chayton just drop to a D, and we'll go to the half. Like you said, we might be a little bit injected, but, you know, if, if prior to the game you could have told Coach Hopp or anybody else that we'd be up 29-6 to going into halftime, they'd have taken it and given you a hug. Absolutely. 9.5 seconds left to go, and Tomlin under center is just going to take a knee, and that will do it for the first half. So quickly, Blake, your thoughts on the first half of action so far? Outside of the fumble, that could be better for the Lions. And that's one of those freak plays. That stuff happens. Um, they're playing well enough today to overcome things like that, which typically you don't in a game against Franklin. So we've got a great halftime show coming up for you as the Ohio State Buckeyes take on Nebraska. A preview of that plus more. We'll do that when we come back. Your score here at halftime from Franklin. It's the Mount St. Joseph Lions 29 and Franklin 6. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed with integrity and zero judgment at Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon-developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in Ink Analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Minutemen Staffing in Cincinnati has been helping companies large and small meet their production challenges for over 35 years. With a pool of thousands of screened applicants, we can support your company with employees who have the skills needed to get the job done right, ranging from general labor to skilled machine operators. What differentiates Minutemen Staffing from other staffing agencies? We help reduce costs associated with hiring personnel, as well as the indirect costs that accompany them. Minutemen covers all payroll taxes and workers' compensation costs, plus unemployment insurance on each employee we provide. Minutemen can fill your employee needs without the time and effort on your part, allowing you to concentrate your efforts on making your company more profitable. Learn what sets us apart from the other staffing agencies. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 513-579-0010. Minutemen is an equal opportunity employer. Welcome back to Franklin, Indiana. We're at halftime of this afternoon's ball game between the Mount St. Joseph Lions and the Franklin Grizzly. I want to take this opportunity before we move on in our halftime show to tell you some thoughts about the retiring Marty Brenneman, the Cincinnati Reds, 46-year play-by-play announcer. A lot of you may or may not know that I grew up in northwest Ohio and began my sports love as 
a fan of the Cincinnati Reds. And it all began when Al Michaels was the announcer for the Reds back in 1971, 72, and 73. And, of course, everyone remembers his call of Johnny Bench's home run in Game 5 of the 1972 National League Playoff Series against the Pittsburgh Pirates. But after 1973 and the basically a distraught Cincinnati town losing to the New York Mets in the National League Playoffs, Al Michaels left and went to become the announcer for the San Francisco Giants. When that happened, the Reds went out and found a brand-new announcer by the name of Marty Brenneman. Nobody knew who he was. Of course, nobody really knew who Al Michaels was either when he took over as the announcer for the Reds. But Marty Brenneman took over, teamed up with Joe Nuxhall, and they became two of the best tandem play-by-play men and color analysts in Major League Baseball at the time. And who can forget Marty's first broadcast in April of 1974 when Hank Aaron hit his historic 714th career home run to tie Babe Ruth on opening day in Atlanta's Fulton County Stadium. Forty-six years later, on Thursday, Marty said goodbye to the fans of Cincinnati at Great American Ballpark. And, of course, Jeff Brantley had a lot of kind things to say, but... You know, the one thing about listening to Marty was he always brought the game to the fans in an honest and upfront manner. He told you what he thought about the team, the players, the management, the front office, everything. It was enjoyable to listen to Marty, and it was a pleasure to listen to Marty, and really it was just something that I will never forget. Congratulations to Marty Brenneman on 46 years in this crazy business broadcasting for the Cincinnati Reds, and I hope he enjoys retirement as much as he wants. We'll be back with more here at Halftime from Franklin right after this. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed with integrity and zero judgment at Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon-developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, ink analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in ink analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Dave Mitchell, Blake Watson, back here at halftime of this afternoon's ball game between the Franklin Grizzlies and the Mount St. Joseph Lions. A lot of college football action going on today, but of course what happened last week is something that we want to discuss, and that is what Wisconsin did to the University of Michigan in last week's ball game. It was a total domination of the Badgers over Michigan, and how do you get over that? Well, former Ohio State Coach Urban Meyer talked on the Big Ten Network earlier this week about how you manage to get a team back in the right frame of mind after taking the drubbing that Michigan did against Wisconsin last week. Well, you got uh, you have to, in my mind, you have to practice very hard and, and get them back on track because you are. You're right that college football nowadays, especially with a big win like that, they're going to be told how great they are and 
you just got to, in my mind, coach them very hard and get ready for the next game. Yeah, I would think so. I, the uh, the invent of the game syndrome, <laughs> as, as our friend uh, Coach Donardo likes to refer to it. What about the flip side of that game, Coach? What about Michigan's point of view? So much buildup heading into that one, got thoroughly dominated. How do they recover here heading forward? Obviously, I've been thinking a lot because I'm getting asked that question. I saw what you saw. Uh, we've been there. You know, you could look back at we lost to Virginia Tech early in the year, several years ago, and then uh, one time we lost to Oklahoma. And the Virginia Tech, we had a freshman quarterback. I thought we'd play hard. I put it more on our coaches. We didn't play well that day, but you had to get them back. And then Oklahoma was the most disturbing one of several years ago. And because I felt, you know, you lose a game, that's one thing, but you fail to compete at the expectation level of Ohio State or of our program. And that, you know, I came unglued a little bit. You know, I was very hard on the coaches, very hard on the players. We went, watched the film. And I made each coach responsible for the unit tell me if they thought that they were not. And that's where we started that whole elite competitor, where a one's a non-competitor, a two's just guy that shows up, a three's average, four competes when he wants to, and five's elite. I made every player on our team grade themselves, made every coach grade himself. I graded myself. I met with everybody on the team, and I was all on a Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday, because I wanted. I saw something, something was wrong, and we had to get it fixed. Coach, that's really fascinating. How long did it take for that to really, to be able to see results as far as on the field with them going, using that grading system in practice and throughout the games as well? It's instantaneous. If you look back, there's even guys who are writing, to this day, uh, B of five is a big saying around Ohio State where guys are writing on the wristbands or coaches, you know, I, I put so much pressure on each unit. For example, the running backs, the quarterbacks, the offensive line and, and the expectation level. If you make a mistake, that's one thing. That, that, you know, mistakes are fixable. Lack of effort, lack of tough, toughness, lack of energy. That's, you got a problem. And I felt like we didn't compete at the level that we had to. And it was, uh, we fixed it real fast and, and uh, went on to win a bunch of games. And, and I heard the players talk about it. I held the coaches accountable for it. But that's what I saw. When you, when you lose a game and, and you play your hardest, you compete your hardest, that's part of, you know, unfortunate part of uh, competing. The, the other part is when, and, and, and I'm not in that locker room, so I don't know exactly, but we didn't expect that game the way it turned out. And if there's a lack of competition, lack of toughness, those are things that have to be addressed and addressed now. How did you know that would resonate with your team? Oh, it was a little risky. You know, I, I just uh, I loved our player. And one thing, we have really, really good guys here, and, and they listen to you. And I remember that like it was yesterday that uh, I went after them really hard and went after the coaches very hard. But, you know, the thing is when they watched it as a group, you didn't have to be very hard. They were so disappointed themselves. And we pride ourselves, you know, the great teams that pride themselves on playing hard and playing tough, not worrying about mistakes. And and that's that shows up on film now big time. When when you lose your energy and lose that edge and competitiveness, that's that's uh, you better fix it fast. I know, Coach, we talk about toughness and being physical at the point of attack and being able to own the line of scrimmage when you're playing against the run and also trying to obviously run the ball yourself. But when you get to the end of the game or after the game and the result is kind of what we saw with the badges over the Wolverines, as you like to call them, how do you identify you're not being tough? How does that, because it's easy to say, hey, they're not being physical. How does that show up? Or how do you explain that to, let's say, the average fan, what that looks like? Well, the, the toughness to me is the fight. And the one thing that everybody's got to remember is, is everybody panics. One thing... 
and, and for the Wolverines, there's a lot of football left, man. They're, this this season's not over. They got to get going, and they they certainly have the players to do it. Uh, so the issue is not players. The issue is not coaches. The issues are whatever they are. And once again, there's only a group of people that know, and that's them. However, toughness is the fight. How hard are you swinging? How are you hustling on and off the field? Are you energized to go play the next down? Those are all things that are toughness. Are you fighting through the little injuries that take place during football? When you get beat, do not accept it and go as hard as you can so you don't get beat the next play. Those are all things you look for, and that's very obvious on film. If you get beat, that's one thing. Don't get beat twice in a row. Ohio State heading to Lincoln this week. It's going to be a supercharged atmosphere, obviously. How do you prepare a team for something like that, particularly if they haven't played in a game like that yet this season? Yeah, we were there a couple years ago. That's a great environment. The history in that stadium with Coach Osborne and the great players and the national championships. I remember when I first got there, I don't usually do this, but I went and walked around a little bit. and You know, I just have such admiration for that place. And, and we beat them pretty good, but uh, this is a little different uh, Nebraska team. Uh, they're kind of getting in their flow a little bit on offense. Defense are not where they we thought they would be right now. But uh, the one thing about it, I want to say it's been 20, you know, whatever, so many hundred sellouts in a row. And those are as good of fans as there are in America. And Ryan Day and I actually, we, we had a little chat about that, what it's going to be like. He was actually with us when we went out there. But that's going to be one of the top atmospheres in the Big Ten. And as Urban brought up just a few seconds ago, the Ohio State Buckeyes will be playing tonight against Nebraska. And the CBS panel discussed the football game. Ah, but can the Huskers pull off the upset? Yeah, um, of course. Sportsline says it's going to be a little, uh, a little more than half of that. In this one, 41 to 17 is the predicted final. But Sportsline, I think it's going to be such a blowout. You, you got to love this defense. The silver bullet moniker has been reclaimed there at Ohio State. They had those four new defensive assistants, and uh, they have shown well thus far. And it starts with Chase Young, Predator, Okuda at the, the cornerback position. I, I like Ohio State in this ball game, but Nebraska is not devoid of talent. Uh, J.D. Spillman, wide receiver, Wandale Robinson, do all everything for him, uh, and, and Maurice Washington. These guys, they have a ton of speed. But I think it's going to be Ohio State. Yeah, and to make it worse, Nebraska is going to be down their their best offensive lineman, their left tackle on the blind side of Martinez. <laughs> that will be a, a hindrance to their chance. Almost insuperable. Almost insuperable. Okay. But I think you look at what Ohio State's done with Justin Fields and the way that, I mean, has there been a better coaching job? I know we talk a lot about Lincoln Riley, mm. but what, what, what Coach Day has done with Justin Fields has been incredible. Damn. Ohio State has a chance to make the insuperable statement. They're the insuperable team in this league. There, there's no question about it. We know about their offense. We know about Justin Fields. We know about J.K. Dobbins and all the gifted receivers. But the defense went from 62nd last year in yards per game. Yep. They're number two in the country right now. That'll make it a long afternoon for Adrian Martinez. They Martinez. cut down those explosive That's plays exactly they were right. allowing a season ago. You remember how I, I'm, I'm they on were? the Buckeyes. Yeah. That's been really the thing that surprised me the most. I didn't know how the transition was going to go but it has gone massively, completely smooth. Clearly, Ryan Day in the three games that he was the interim coach last year made that transition. But is there a better-looking roster in America than Ohio State? They are running around on both sides of the football. I watched the Nebraska tape of the offense, the first half of the Illinois game coming out here. They're going to have some problems blocking the defensive ends <laughs> up front. I think it could be a long afternoon for Nebraska. Ohio State's front seven, particularly at the defensive end. Chase Young has 10 of their 20 sacks. It's crazy. Yeah. That game. As the executive producer of the documentary film, The Seaward, I've learned the importance of breakthrough approaches to treating cancer. 
A breakthrough is the start of something extraordinary. To be breakthrough is to be brave. Many small breakthroughs can lead inevitably to a big breakthrough. The kinds of breakthroughs that advance the fight against cancer. The ones that save lives by the millions. You are the breakthrough. You the patients taking part in clinical trials. You the scientists doing next level research to beat cancer. You the doctors and nurses who tirelessly care for everyone along the way. Defeating cancer takes breakthroughs. Let's be the breakthrough. Talk to your doctor about screenings, clinical trials, and especially prevention. Stand up to cancer. Welcome back to Franklin, Indiana. I'm Dave Mitchell here this afternoon on UltimateSportsTalk.com as the Lions are on top of this one here at halftime, 29-6, to and they did it fairly quickly. They got a good drive on their first possession of the football game but then had to cough it up. But then with 6.02 left to go in the first quarter, Chase Pankey caught a 19-yard touchdown pass from Chayton Tomlin, and the Lions led it 7 to nothing. They quickly, and about two and a half minutes later, added another touchdown on a 14-yard out to Paul Miner. And the Lions' extra point from Spencer Dufresne was no good, and they led it 13 to nothing. They jumped out 19 to nothing with 47 seconds left to go in the first quarter with another touchdown pass to Chase Pankey. Pankey, 31-yarder this time from Tomlin. The two-point conversion failed, and they led it 19 to nothing. Heading into the second quarter of play, Spencer Dufresne kicked a 35-yard field goal to pad the Lions' lead up to 22 nothing. And then Chase Pankey caught his third touchdown pass of the afternoon, making it 29 to nothing after Spencer Dufresne's kick was good. This time from 21 yards out, and the Lions led it 29 zip. They were driving in for what they were hoping to be another score, but with 14 seconds left to go, Brayton Shannon ran a 75-yard fumble recovery in after a Beecham coughed it up, and the Lions' lead was cut to 23 at halftime after the two-point conversion was no good. And that is where we sit right now, 29-6 to here at the end of the first half of action from Franklin, Indiana. The Lions... Well, they've picked up 14 first downs in this first half to just two for Franklin. The Lions have also picked up 302 yards of total offense. As compared to last week when there was 26 penalties called combined against each team in the Anderson game, well, this week, totally different. The penalties, three combined penalties, two on the mount, one against Franklin for 43 yards in this one this afternoon. At time of possession, the Lions have had the football 16 minutes, while Franklin has had it 14 minutes. Chayton Tomlin, 18 of 27 passing in the first half for 256 yards and four touchdowns. Michael Williamson leading the way, rushing with 10 carries for 30 yards in the ballgame. Chase Banky, four catches, 77 yards, three of them going for touchdowns. Cornell Beecham and Paul Miner each with three catches. Austin Brock, two, and Kerbal Earls with one. Robbie Strader in his first start. He is 7 of 18 passing for the Grizz, 30 yards, two interceptions. Jacob Earl, seven catches, just 14 yards rushing here this afternoon. Jordy Jackson with a couple of catches for nine yards. And then Bennett Beal 
with a catch, along with Austin Gruden, Joey Siderwitz, and Jacob Earl, each with a catch here this afternoon. As we wind down the clock at the end of the first half, your score heading into the third quarter, it's the Lions 29, the Grizz 6. I'm Dave Mitchell with Blake Watson. We'll be back with second half action on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Minutemen staffing wants you. Currently, Minutemen has more positions than workers. Are you in need of work? Maybe a change in direction? Were you laid off and need money to tide you over? Minutemen can help you out, in most cases on a temporary to permanent work assignment. Many companies have realized the advantages of hiring all their workers through Minutemen Staffing. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 513-579-0010 or stop in at 6600 Dixie Highway in Fairfield to fill out an application. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go the extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. With more than 35 years' experience in the area, Minutemen Staffing can turn your life around. We're proud that we're helping put Cincinnati back to work. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 579-0010. Minutemen Staffing is an equal opportunity employer. Well, the last time the Lions have won over Franklin, that came back in the 2009 season on October 24th. The Lions won it by 10, 26-16. The Grizz with a nine-game winning streak over Mount. But right now, Blake, as we head into the second half, the Lions have got a stranglehold at this moment in time on breaking that streak. Yeah, uh, it's one of those games, man, where you just don't feel comfortable, though. This, this Franklin team has been doing it at a really high level for a really long time. Um, you got to feel like they've got a puncher's chance to get back in this thing. Uh, this first drive is going to go a long way to decide who wins this football game, I think. But you said early in the first half there is nobody that Franklin has right now that can cover Chase Pankey. He's got four catches, three of them for touchdowns. Yeah, I agree, especially one-on-one. Um, I just hope that the Lions continue to attack. You know, you see a lot of times in football where coaches get up and then want to do something that's not them, and I hope they just continue to play football and attack. Beecham is back, and Franklin is going to onside kick, and it's going to be taken in one of the by one of the upbacks for Mount. That was Gavin, Gavin Edmondson. Gavin Edmondson. Yeah, Gavin Edmondson did a really good job of noticing that that was coming, because if he doesn't pay attention, that might be a big uh, play in this game. There's a flag on the field on the near side, it looks well, like. Well, maybe they were offsides on that. I think they were offsides. I think if I was the Lions, I would decline that. Just take the ball where it is. Are they? I don't know. Is that one you can decline? I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe you're right. They may not be able to. Well, the offense is staying on the field, though. Yeah. Yeah, we get the ball. Do they add 10 to the end of the kick? Well, let's see what they are doing. The Lions are going to have the football at the very least at the 49-yard line in their own territory. Now they're going to move it forward. Give the, the five 44. extra. Yep. Okay, that's that makes sense there. Make it the 46. So the Lions will have it first and 10 at the 46 of Franklin after that onside kick taken in by Edmondson. Tomlin with Williamson out of the pistol right behind him. Receivers out wide on both sides. Franklin showing blitz. Handoff goes to Williamson. Breaks one tackle. Gets back to the line of scrimmage and struggles forward to the 45 for a gain of a yard on the play for Williamson. It's a whole lot of work to get one yard. And that's, again, I just hope the Lions don't get uh, fall in love with that. 
trying to run the football too much. Again, you want to run the football and be successful at it. That's not who we are. We need to continue to be who we are and attack this secondary and try to score touchdowns. Second down, nine yards to go from the 45 of Franklin. Lions going from left to right across your computer screen. Kinhalt moved in motion. Now Tomlin rolls out to the right. He's going to throw the ball. Intercepted by Franklin at the 40-yard line and struggling forward to the 43 on the play. Interception made by Franklin's David Carpenter. Check that. Jacob Ferguson. I'm sorry. Jacob Ferguson with the interception. That's exactly what I talked about, Dave. I don't... It just wasn't a good... Not a good feel coming out of halftime. Second interception on the season for the senior linebacker, 210 pounds. And it sets up Franklin at their own 42-yard line. So they stymie the first possession of the second half by the Lions. And they are down by 23 points with 14.09 left to go. Strader still in a quarterback. He drops back, looks to his left, throws the ball. And it's intercepted by Abel at the 45 to the 40. 35, 30, and he's going to be drugged down and thrown out of bounds at the 20. Noah Abel yard. bailed out Jaden Tomlin, baby. The 18-yard line. Abel jumped that route and took it away. Yeah, there was nothing the quarterback or wide receiver could do there. Noah diagnosed that early and picked it off. It's amazing he didn't return that for six. Lions will take the ball in the 23 and score, hopefully. His second interception of the ball game and the year at the 18-yard line of Franklin. So this crowd, which was suddenly up on its feet, now is sitting back down and quiet. I think Rick Thompson made a huge adjustment here. If you watch last week's game, Harley was hitting those quick hitches just like that. And he's adjusted. Now we're playing a lot more man-tight defense. And it's paying off big time. Boy, a lot of action in this first minute of the second half. Two interceptions, one by each team, but the Lions have it at the 17 of Franklin. Handoff to Williamson, right up the middle, and he's going to lose two yards back to the 20. Watch watch out for Chayton. Yeah, Chayton just gave Panky a quick signal here, and I, I wouldn't be shocked to see them go to that quick, skinny post one more time. Coming into the lineup, Lyndon Underwood out of Brownstown, Indiana. For Franklin across that defensive front as they're trying to make some changes on defense. Tomlin on second down, 12 yards to go from the 20 of Franklin. Williamson right behind him out of the pistol. Fake handoff. Tomlin looks out to the left. Now rolls back out to the right. Picks up a block. Looks into the end zone. Throws it over the middle to Miner. Complete. Miner at the 10. To the 5. Struggles forward into the end zone. Is the end touchdown. What a play, Jayton Tomlin. That was a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous pass, guys. He threw that across his body, 15 yards down the field, into the middle of the field, where a bunch of Franklin guys around. Paul Miner goes up, plucks it, turns around and runs in for seven yards out. But he put the ball on the opposite shoulder of Miner, where he had to backhand the catch, where nobody was there for Franklin. Again, running away from the ball, throwing it across his body in the middle of the field. He still threw an extremely accurate pass. 35-6 Lions. Spencer Dufresne in to attempt the extra point. Puts it up, and it is good. 13-16 left to go in the third quarter, and the Lions have the lead now. At the end, in the third, it is the Lions 36, Franklin 6. Before the house, before the office, the late nights and new bosses. Before the last hugs, the wins and the losses. Before building the team, before building yourself. The rise and grinds, all day, every days. Before the letter, before the dream, there was a kid who loved to play. 
If you have the talent and dedication to succeed in school and in sports, we'll provide the opportunity. The Mount St. Joseph Lions are back home next week at Schuler Field as the Heartland Conference schedule continues. Next Saturday, the Lions welcome the Defiance Yellow Jackets to town for homecoming. Help celebrate 100 years of existence with college football action. If you can't make the game, join Dan, Bear, Benjamin, and I with all the action starting at 1230 with the Rewind Show. At 1 o'clock is the pregame, and the kickoff is at 1.30. The Lions host Defiance for homecoming next Saturday, and you can hear it all on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Gibson took in the kickoff at his own 10, took it out across the 20 to the 25, out to the 26-yard line, make it the 27, and that's where he'll start. And let's see who the quarterback is going to be. It's going to be Robbie Strader still. We saw that Braden Smith was warming up on the sideline with that broken thumb, but I think they've decided not to put him in at least yet. He broke it in the Albion game. He has came in as their starter, two-year starter. He broke his thumb in the Albion game on week two, played through it in Bluffton last week, but today he is out and should be for the next couple of games. We'll see. Strader, handoff up the middle to Earl, now cuts to the left. He's going to take it across the 30, out to the 32-yard line. Again, four on the carry. Brings up second down six. Lions continue to play really sound on the defensive side of the ball. Gavin Edmondson comes up from his starter position to make that play. Kind of a nickelback um, playing the slot receiver. And they're putting these guys in positions where they got to make tackles, and so far the Lions have stood up to the test. Sean Sullivan had to leave the ball game because his helmet popped off, so Jonathan Finn back in at linebacker. Hand off to Earl up the middle, and Earl takes it out to the 33-yard line. That's just a gain of a yard, brings up third and five. We talked about it in the pregame, Dave, and he wanted to keep uh, Franklin quarterback in a position where he had to throw to beat you, and that's what you've done. He's been at third and five, third and six all game long. And you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna win the game if you throw interceptions on that spot. He's thrown what, th- two now, three? Just hasn't been very accurate. It's been a tough day for him. Franklin has shrunk their wideouts on this possession here, trying to stymie the Lions' defensive rush. Strader looks over the middle, throws it over the middle, and it is complete over the middle. And that is thrown to Cole Dab, his first catch out to the 42, making the 47-yard line, excuse me, and a first down. That was a slow developing route, too. Franklin's O-line did a really good job of finally giving Strader enough time to step into the pocket, step up into the pocket and drive the ball down the field. Give you some scores after this play. Siderwitz in motion to the far side. Strader hands it off to Earl up the middle. Earl across midfield into Mount Territory across the 45, inside the 45 to the 44. He's got a gain of nine on that carry and a close to a first down. That's the uh, best run of the day so far, I believe, for Franklin with the, how unbelievable Earl's been early in the year. Um, the fact that a nine-yard run this late in the game is as long as the day you're doing your job. Anderson right now on top of Defiance, the Lions' opponent next week, 36-7. to Hanover leading Bluffton 14-3. to All these games in the third quarter. Rose Holman over Manchester 35-7. to Second down and a long yard, dropping back Strader. Strader rolls out to the right under a heavy rush. He's going to throw it up the right side, and it's incomplete. A continued miscommunication by Strader and that wide receiver over there, Beal, um, who he missed in the end zone here for the two-point conversion. He expected Beal to come back on the scramble drill. Beal took off to go deep. You, it's just they, you can tell they haven't played together. 
Third down and a long yard. They need to get inside the 43-yard line. Ball just shy of the 45. Strader with Earl right behind him out of the pistol. Receivers out wide. Hand off to Earl up the middle, off the right side now. Cuts it inside the 35 to the 30. 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, and he's in for the score. That's a fantastic run by Jacob Earl. There's nothing you can do about that. He was stopped, stymied a little bit at the line of scrimmage, broke contained. That's just a really good play by a pretty good football player. Um, and that makes it 36-12 with... 10.57 remaining to go in the third quarter. You know, here comes that funky formation again. Um, they put everybody, it's the swinging gate basically, off to the left-hand side. Now they move in motion up to the center. Now they get into a conventional extra point formation. They must have a fake they like to do out of that. And the kick is up, and the kick is good. So we have got... 10.57 remaining in the third. Your score, Mount St. Joseph, 36, Franklin, 13. Mount St. Joseph University is the Catholic University on a mission to give education greater purpose. Located on the west side of Cincinnati, the Mount is dedicated to helping students become competent, compassionate, critical thinkers, ready to make a meaningful impact on the world. Nearly 99% of those who earn a degree from Mount St. Joseph University are employed, enrolled in graduate studies, or volunteering within six months of graduation. Discover your mission by visiting msj.edu. Minutemen Staffing wants you. Currently, Minutemen has more positions than workers. Are you in need of work? Maybe a change in direction? Were you laid off and need money to tide you over? Minutemen can help you out, in most cases on a temporary to permanent work assignment. Many companies have realized the advantages of hiring all their workers through Minutemen Staffing. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 513-579-0010 or stop in at 6600 Dixie Highway in Fairfield to fill out an application. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go the extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. With more than 35 years' experience in the area, Minutemen Staffing can turn your life around. We're proud that we're helping put Cincinnati back to work. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 579-0010. Minutemen Staffing is an equal opportunity employer. Minutemen Staffing wants you currently. Minutemen ran more positions to the 35-yard line. Make it the 32-yard line after the kickoff, and that's where the Lions start first and 10 from their own 32, and the handoff goes right up the middle. And it went to Michael Williamson. He takes it across the 35 out to the 36 for a gain of four. This is the Lions at this point on offense need to worry about one thing and one thing only. That's getting first downs. Points is here nor there. They continue to stay on the field, run the ball successfully, throw it underneath, um, and move the chains. They will. Tomlin looks over the middle and it is batted down at the line of scrimmage by one of the big uglies. John Savaric. That's one of those spots where Jayden being 5'10 makes it tough. He's looking underneath, trying to hit a crossing route. And big, big number 99 did a great job to get up and knock that ball down. So it brings up third down six yards to go for the Lions from the 36-yard line. Tomlin looking at a blitz. Now drops back. Here they come. Throws the screen pass over the middle. And it should be a flag, but... Nothing is called as Elijah Bug tried to catch that ball, and he was 
run over immediately by Brantley. Just not a great play call there, I don't think. It's fourth and six, or third and six, seven. Continue to run your offense. We don't really screen. We don't do that. Um, and if you don't do that, when you try to do something along those lines, it becomes easy to read. 10-15 and running left to go in this third quarter. Lions are on top of it. And to pump, pump the ball away is Suchomsky, and it'll be taken in by Gibson on a fair catch at his 33-yard line. So Suchomsky takes it in at the 33. The 31-yard punt by Suchomsky. No return. And Franklin has a first and 10 from their own 34. 36-13. Lions on top of this one with 10.08 remaining to go. Still a lot of time in this football game. Similarly to what they need to do on offense, on defense, they need to make it difficult for Franklin to, to get first downs. Make it be three plays. They're converting third downs and chewing up clock. Three receivers in a diamond formation out to the far side. Strader hands it off to Earl, and Earl is going to be spun down by Kandra and knocked down at the 35-yard line. Gain of a yard on the play, second and nine. Spencer Kandra's had a fantastic game so far. I don't know how many tackles he has, but he's been in the backfield the entire game. Brings up second down, nine yards to go. We'll give you some top 20 scores here coming up in just a moment. And dropping back is Stradler, and he throws it over the middle, incomplete to Siderwitz. Fantastic break on that ball by Dustin Laudermilk, the strong safety freshman. Um, kids playing a lot of really good football. He started his first game of his career last year, or last week against Anderson, and he's played a ton of football in this game. He's doing really well. Grunded into the backfield now for Franklin, along with Earl. Siderwitz and Beal go out wide to the far side of the field. Strader with the, the running backs on each side of him out of the shotgun. Drops back and rolls out to the right. He's going to throw it up the left side, and it'll be knocked away by Troy Speakman. And they're going to call a flag on that play? I think they're going to give Troy for a hold coming out of the break. Um, from here, it looks like a bad call, but I think that's what they're going to call. I don't think they can call that a pass interference. Boy, if they haven't called pass interference up till now, that was what the ironic thing about last week's ball game. Blake, it's going to be pass interference against Speakman. Wow, that's... That's not a great call. No. Um, the ironic thing about last week's game, the 26 penalties that were thrown in that game, none were defensive pass interference. I didn't realize that. That's really surprising. Yeah, Hop told me that in the interview. None of them were pass... There were five offensive pass interference penalties, none against the defense in that entire ball game last week. That's, that's really, honestly, not a great call. Um... I saw a place where you could call a defensive hold 100%, which would have given them five yards. But It's going to take it out to midfield, yeah, right at midfield. Get, continue to let Franklin stay around in this game. First and ten for the Grizz at midfield. And fake handoff to Earl. Throwing it up the middle is Strader. He's got a receiver, Beal. Beal's got it inside the ten. And he'll be roped up by Speakman and brought down at the seven. And, and just like that, Franklin's knocking on the door again to make this a football game. Uh, we're going to find out what the Lions are made of today. We're going to find out if they can, you know, earn a win. Because it's not going to be easy like it might have looked like it was going to be for a while. That's a 43-yard reception by Beal. First and goal for the Grizz inside the Lions. Ten at the eight. Nine minutes and running left to go in this third quarter. 
Strader, handoff to Earl, up the middle. He's going to be stacked up right at the line and brought down immediately by the interior defense of the Lions. Again, Looks Spencer like Tanger, that's his eighth tackle of the game. Um, he's got four tackles for a loss. And I think a sack. He's been outstanding here today. He got a sack and a half, actually. Kander's having a fantastic football game. Second down. Goal to go from the eight of the Lions. Grundon is to the left. Earl to the right. Two receivers. Out wide on each side. Dropping back straight. Straighter. Looking over the middle. Good protection. Throws it. It's going to be incomplete. Almost intercepted on the play by Gavin Edmondson. That would have been a fantastic oh, play. Yeah, it was Nate Stone on, Nate the, on the coverage. Um, almost one-handed picked it off. If he gets his hand under it, he caught the ball. He just didn't get his hand completely under it. Brings up third down goal for the line, for the... Grizz. Without a doubt, this is two play for nine yards territory. You're not going to get back in this game by kicking field goals if you're Franklin. Third and goal from the eight of the Lions. Earl right behind Strad. Wouldn't be surprised to see a run here. Dropping back. The quarterback throws it into the lower left corner of the end zone. He's got Jordy Jackson in. It's incomplete. He was out of bounds. Strader laid it right there. It might have been about a half a yard too far. Robbie Schrader starting to figure this thing out. Yeah. That was a really good throw, good read. I thought he was going to throw it to the slant underneath. And uh, Matt Slusher did a really good job, or Adam Slusher, I apologize, did a really good job of undercutting that slant. And he picked, he threw it to the right spot. It was a really good throw. 36-13 Lions, fourth and goal from the Lions' eight for Franklin. 8-11 left to go in this third quarter. Strader looking things over. He's got receivers out wide. Four receivers out wide. Earl in the backfield with it. Dropping back. Strader looks to his left. Looks to the right. He's going to be hit as he throws into the end zone. And it is incomplete. Almost intercepted by Luger. But it doesn't matter anyway. The Lions will take it over on down. Again, it was a Lions pass rush. Kansra uh, forced him up into the pocket. Then Gavin Brendan came around from the right side and, and was getting ready to clean it up. Strader got it off just at the last minute. Was lucky that ball wasn't picked off by Peyton Lugers. Um, and in reality, you know, I think we might be better off with it not being picked. He might have been tackled around the two or three. Um, 8.04 left to go in this third quarter, and the Lions take it over on downs at their own eight-yard line. We could use one of those drives we had last week against Anderson. It was, I think, 11 plays, seven minutes. It only ended up in a field goal, but it doesn't matter. It's the time. Tomlin on first and ten. Handoff goes to Williamson. Right up the middle, and he's going to be hit at the eight, dropped at the eight. Maybe the seven. They're going to say he lost two yards. He's trying to, Cornell's going off the field a little hurt here, too, which isn't a good sign. But um, Michael keeps having to make moves in the backfield, and that's never going to be conducive to a solid running game if you're, hit, if you're cutting before you make it to the line of scrimmage. He needs to be downfield a little bit before, before he has to make his first move. Tomlin on second down and call it 11 yards to go from the seven. Looking things over. He's got Williamson in the backfield. Receivers out wide on both sides. Panky out wide to the near side. Murphy out to the left-hand side. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin looks over the middle. Complete to Miner. Miner at the 12 to the 13. And he's going to gain about seven on that reception. It'll bring up third down and four. But it brings it back to manageable. You're, you're, you're in a spot where you can do just about anything you want. Um... You're not super successful running the football, but, you know, runs go for five, six yards all the time. 
I don't expect a run, but it could happen. Um, Austin Brock checks back into the game. He's become one of Jayton's favorite targets on third and short. Lions are going five wide now. Check that. They've got four wide, and Williamson in the backfield with Tomlin, who's audibleizing at the line. Play clock at 10. Third down, five yards to go. Tomlin looks back. Now rolls out to the right. He's going to throw it up the right side, and it's over the head of Nick Murphy incomplete. That's a good throw away by Chayton. I think he wanted to get Panky up top, um, which was open, but the rush got there a little quickly. He he checks the chase, um, and Chase took off. So Chayton could have got the ball off. It's probably six. Um, so but the throw away, and you live to live to play another down. You won't find a coach in the world who doesn't want to end every drive with a kick. So, so Chomsky will end up punting this out of his own end zone on fourth down, five yards to go from the 13-yard line. It would be nice to see young Max get a good one here. Almost he blocked. got a good high kick that will be fair caught at the 47-yard line. So a 39-yard punt, no return. Franklin starts in Mount Territory at the 47-yard line. Not a great punt for the freshman, but his best one of the day. So that gets him out of out of danger. You've kicked. You've lost now nine minutes in the second half, and the score hasn't changed much. So you're still in a good spot to win the football game. You just got to continue to grind, get defensive stops, and not give up huge plays. Well, Blake, you're a happy man. Michigan won today 52 nothing. Should have been 72 to nothing. <laughs> First and ten. For Franklin dropping back Strader. Strader looking up. Boy, a lot of holding going on. No call. Throws it out into the flat, and it is complete on the right-hand side. And it went to Gessinger. Gessinger picked up six yards on the reception out to the 41-yard line of Mount, and it brings up second and four. And you talked about the penalties last week. This hasn't been a very uh, – there have been a lot of penalties thrown in this game, but not one offensive holding yet. I don't understand. That happens on every play. We all know it does. They haven't called one. There definitely was one on that one. As Kandra was coming around the end, and he was just reached out and grabbed. Second down four. Stradler handoff. Straighter handoff, excuse me, to Earl. And Earl takes it inside the 40 down to the 35-yard line. And again, somebody's helmet pops off. And it's going to be Grundon who lost his helmet, so he leaves the ball game. I've said it before, I'll say it again. These kids spend thousands and thousands of dollars for a college education, and they can't figure out how to put their helmet on in five seconds, <laughs> according to the NCAA. First down, 10 yards to go from the Mount 34-yard line for Franklin. Hand off to Earl. Earl almost fumbled it. I think they were trying to throw it back to Strader, and he got it back. Strader ended up taking it right up the middle, and was stopped for no gain. That was a weird-looking play. I think that was one of those RPO actions. This short side wide receiver, number 16, was running a quick slant, and it was there. I think Strader tried to pull it late, and Earl tried to keep it. Five minutes exactly left to go in the third quarter. Lions on top of this one. 36-13, but Franklin trying to draw closer heading into the fourth quarter. Strader drops straight back, looks up the right sideline. Heavy coverage out there, and it is going to be incomplete. Peyton Williams with a great play against Beal in the end zone. Williams knocked it away. That's that's a really good play, really good play design for Rick Thompson. He brings the boundary corner, Troy Speakman, on a, on a quick blitz, 
And Peyton Williams, who's shown throughout his career at the Mount that he can cover tall receivers, takes him over the top. Franklin thinks they've got a mismatch and is going over the top for what they think is an easy touchdown, and Peyton makes a really good play to knock that ball out of the air. Empty backfield, five receivers out wide on both sides for Franklin on third and ten from the Mount 34. Dropping back. Now Strader's going to keep it himself. A lot of green to the 30, and he's going to get out of bounds inside the 25-yard line to the 24. And I'll tell you what, he's close to a first down. I think they're going to give it to him. But again, that's another one of those spots. I think I saw three holds on that play. Blake, what happened to measuring? They don't do it anymore. They don't. No, they just want to get these games over with. So it's first and ten. I think they stopped paying the referees hourly is what (laughs) happened. From the 24, it's first and ten from the 24 of the mount. Strader, hands off right up the middle to Earl, and Earl's going to struggle forward right up the middle for a couple of yards. Down to the 24. Think of the 22-yard line of the mound. Even if Franklin finds a way to punch in a touchdown here, you're doing the. They have to use clock. They've already used over two minutes on this drive. Um, continue to let that clock run and get out of here with a win. Second down, eight yards to go. Strader with Grunden and Earl back there with him. Now he drops back, looks over the middle. It is complete to the 15 to Siderwitz, and Siderwitz struggles forward out to the 10-yard line where he's brought down by Laudermill. That was a good play there by Robbie Schrader. Uh, I think he was looking to the right side. That may have been his third read on that play. And it was there the whole time. It just took a while to get back to that read. And they pick up the first down right at the 10-yard line of the mound. So it's first and goal for... Franklin, as we are at 3:24 here in the third, Lions lead it 36-13. Dropping back Strader, Strader's going to throw it into the right flat, complete to Earl. Earl to the 12, to the 10, cut to the left, then back to the right, and he's going to be brought down. Fantastic open field tackle by Troy Speakman. Make it the eight. That could have easily gone for a touchdown. Keeps him in bounds, keeps the clock turning. Get him on the ground. That's a great play by Troy Speakman on the boundary corner there. Makes it second down goal to go. Franklin's going to score points against you. I don't care who you are. Um, Here's my point about the helmet. The right tackle just took his helmet off before the play, then put it back on, and he doesn't have to leave the game. So it's second down goal, handoff to Earl. Earl right up the middle, inside the five, and he's in for the score. When they watch film on that one, you're going to see a kid that's really upset with himself and middle linebacker, Sean Sullivan. Um, Sean read the wrong hole. Uh, he, he tried to split a hole, and they went to another one. It's just if he would have waited back and made the play, attacked a little later, he'd have, he'd have been in perfect position to make that play. So, again, the swinging gate. At formation. some point, Franklin's going to fake it out of that, though. Yeah, that's what it's designed to do. And the kick is up, and the kick is good. So your score with 2.35 remaining to go in the third. It's now Mount, 36, Franklin, 20. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. 
or call them today at 513-748-1538. Dylan Boswell will kick it off for the Franklin Grizzlies. They have cut the lead down to 36-20 to with 235 remaining to go in this third quarter. Beecham and Speakman will now switch sides of the field. Beecham comes to the near side to return this kickoff from Boswell, and it's a high end-over-end kick that Beecham is going to take in at his 13. Cuts to the middle of the field to the 15, to the 20. He's got a couple of blocks outside to the 25, to the 30, and he's going to be roped down. No, he got away from a tackle outside the 40, and he'll be run out of bounds at the 45 or near the 45-yard line. Outstanding return, Cornell Beecham there. They thought they were going to take him down about 10 yards prior to that. He just wiggles, man. He's a tough little man. I asked Hop about him when I first saw him. Which is bigger, his waist size or his thighs? He said his thighs. I think it's his thighs, too. I'm telling you, Dave, wait till you see the kid on the mat. I think he's a good football player. Just wait. He very well may be the first national champion in the history of Mount St. Joseph University. He is quite an athlete. Came as a transfer from Notre Dame College out of Cleveland. Dropping back Tomlin. Throws over the middle, and it is incomplete. Kinhalt had the pass thrown behind him and couldn't bring it in. Second yeah. down, 10 from the 45. Chayton's struggling a little bit right now. He, he does not look like the same football player we saw in the first half. This team was just laserly focused in the first half. Here in the third quarter, not as much. Not nearly as much. And I think it all stems back from that pick. Um, he threw a pick, and I don't know. It's just not good. Now we're going to run it. Coming out to the right-hand side, Bug. Bug's going to take it around the right side and struggle forward for a gain of three up to the 48-yard line. Brings up third down and seven yards to go. From the 48-yard line, mounting their own territory. Tomlin with an empty backfield now. Now moves Panky in motion to the far side. Tomlin takes the snap, drops straight back, heavy rush, gets the pass over the middle, complete to Panky. Panky's got the first down inside the 45 in Franklin territory to the 43-yard line. 12 on the completion and a first down for the mound. As we go under two minutes to go here in the third quarter, that's a huge play for the Lions. Keeps the clock running, as we talked about. But I think that's the one that's going to settle them back down. Um, we haven't had a first down other than the touchdown pass that wasn't pretty, as we saw, since the pick. That's a big play right there for the Lions. 36-20 Lions lead it. A minute 20 left to go in this third quarter. First and 10 from the Franklin 43. Tomlin moves Tommy over to the left of him. Ball in the far hash mark. Throws it out in the right side. Complete to Brock. Brock at the 45 to the 40. Inside the 40 to the 39. That's a gain of four in that completion. And a first and a second down six. And while that goes down as a pass and a catch for Chayton and Austin, that is effectively a running play. Um, and that's exactly what you want to do in this situation. I love that call from Caleb Coral. 49 seconds and running left in the third. Second down, call it six yards to go for the Lions at the 39 of Franklin. They lead it by 16. Handoff up the middle, Tommy. Tommy inside the 35, down to the 33-yard line, and he's got a first down after an eight-yard gain. They give him the first down pretty quickly. I was going to say, I didn't love the spot there, but if they're going to give him the first down right away, then that's fine with me. Um, I thought he had an extra half yard myself. 25 seconds left. I agree with you, Blake. I mean, I'm... <laughs> Yeah, I 
let's just end it at that. I agree with you. You don't have to snap it here, I don't think. 18 seconds. It is, yeah, it's pretty close. I don't think they have to, and I think they're just going to let the third quarter run out. Now Tomlin says, eh, let's look at it. Eight on the play clock. He's going to take the snap. Hand off to Tomey right up the middle. Tomey on first down, struggles forward to the 31-yard line. He's got a two-yard gain, and that'll round out the end of the third quarter of play. When we come back, it'll be second down eight from the Franklin 31. Your score heading into the fourth and final quarter. It's the Lions 36 and Franklin 20. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed with integrity and zero judgment at Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon-developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in Ink Analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Dave Mitchell, Blake Watson, back on UltimateSportsTalk.com from Franklin, Indiana. And the Lions on the move. Second down, eight yards to go as we head into the fourth quarter of play. They lead at 36-20. Trying to break a nine-game Franklin winning streak in this series. Second down eight from the 30, make it the 31-yard line. Lions going from right to left across your computer screen now. Bug is in the backfield with Tomlin. He's got trips out to the near side. Hand off to Bug. Bug, good hole off the right side. And he takes it inside the 30 to the 28-yard line. Gain of four on the play. And it'll bring up third down and about five. Another good play. I mean, third down, you're in a manageable spot. Calling it third four. Uh, A long four, but... We have just begun the fourth quarter of play. Lions with the play clock just inside the has the football at the 28 yard line of Franklin Peyton Tomlin excuse me handoff goes to Bug and Bug's going to take it down to the 29 make it the 25 6 yard line that's a gain of 2 on the play and it'll bring up fourth down and three yards to go for the Lions. And now what does Tyler Hopperton decide? I think you have to go for it here. And I think that was decided before that last play. That's why you saw the play call you saw. A um, little inside zone to Elijah Bug. I think you're in no man's land. It's a really long field goal. No chance of really on it. It's fourth down. Big play here. Today the Lions one for one in fourth down plays. Fourth down and call it a long four yards to go. Tomlin from the 27. Drops back. He's going to throw the fade up the right side. He's got a man. That's Beecham. He goes up, catches it. Is he got a touchdown? What a play. What a throw by Chayton Tomlin. 
as my man Dave Lapham with the Bengals says, that might be coffin nails. Yeah, that is. That might shut the door on, on Franklin's comeback attempt. Well, you called it earlier in this game, Blake, that he can really sky with the best of them, and Beecham went right up, and at the height of his jump, he caught the ball. He's 5'7". I think that corner that's covering him is 6 foot. Um, he's lean, he's long, and he still jumps over top of him. It's a really good play by Cornell. Excited for that kid to get his first uh, college touchdown catch. 13-27, Dufresne comes in, kicks it up, and it is good. 13-27 remaining to go in the ballgame, and your score now, it's Mount St. Joseph 43, Franklin 20. You want to advance your career through education, but you don't want to disrupt family commitments or a busy work schedule. Mount St. Joseph University can help. The Mounts School of Business offers a Master's of Science degree in organizational leadership with face-to-face classes every third Saturday. The MSOL program is a multidisciplinary master's program that focuses on values-based leadership, helping you develop professional knowledge and skills with courses in organizational leadership and business. Learn more at msj.edu slash msol. Well, Spencer Dufresne makes the score 43-20, to and at the back end of the end zone, as Blake just told us, at the gate there's a closet with an open door. Dufresne just kicked the football into the closet. I, think, I mean, he turns that extra point into a, about a 30-yarder if you aim it for the closet. Yeah, he drilled it. Dufresne's going to kick it away. Gibson back set to return along with... Grundon, and it will be taken in by Gibson at his 8. Cuts it to the near side, to the 10, to the 15. Now tries to cut back towards the middle, but he's going to be wrapped up and brought down by Julius Fisher at the 29-yard line. You know, there's, there's, there's a thing in football that people don't notice a lot of times, and it's, it's hidden yardage. If you look at the early parts of the going of the game, the Lions started at or near midfield three straight drives. And every time they kick off, they were pinning Franklin deep. Um, I mean, this is the 19-yard line. I don't think – if you look at average field position start, start, I bet we're 30 yards better than they are today. And that's – those are important yards. That makes scoring touchdowns easier and it makes defending the field easier. Straighter down on the scoreboard, 43-20, drops back, throws it out into the right flat, complete to Earl, at Earl at the 15 to the 20, and he's going to dive forward to the 23-yard line. Brought down on the play by Sean Sullivan and also Nate Stone. In on that tackle, too, is Jonathan Finn. Second down after a four-yard gain, six yards to go. Out to the 23-yard line. Receivers out wide on both sides. Siderwitz is in the slot on the left-hand side. Jordy Jackson in the slot on the right-hand side with Bile to his right. Handoff up the middle goes to Earl. And Earl across the 25 out to the 26-yard line. That's a gain of three. And it will bring up third down and a long three yards to go for the Grizz. As long as Franklin wants to keep running the football, the mountain's going to be okay with that. Absolutely. Um, they're not going to get back in this game running the football like that unless they snap off big ones. And so far, the Lions have showed no signs of breaking other than the one long run. Um, I'd say you take that out. I bet Earl's average in less than three yards a carry. Third down three, dropping back straighter. Straighter looks out to the right. He's going to be hit, and he's going to be dropped all the way back inside the 15 at the 13-yard line. That's Alvin Burke and freshman nose tackle J.J. Courtney. J.J. Courtney is a little bowling ball that nobody wants to recruit because he's short and a little bit heavy, but, man, can that kid ball. He is a football player, son. Oh, that was a re- – we talked about it earlier. The Lions pass rush is better than I've ever seen it. 
They have more guys that can get to the – they've always had one or two guys that were good pass rushers. This time we've got six or seven guys that can get after the quarterback. It's, it's a different football team than people are used to seeing, especially defensively. So Burfine will kick it away from about his own five-yard line. Low end-over-end kick hits in Mount Territory that Speakman is going to let bounce into Mount Territory inside the 45. It'll roll inside the 40 and be down at the 38-yard line. A little bit of rugby style there out of him as well, so he got a good roll out of it for that. 53-yard punt. Nice punt. And it maybe went 25 in the air. It rolled out a ton. So the Lions will start first and 10 from their own 38-yard line with 11:27 remaining to go in the ball game. 43 to 20. Lions lead it. Franklin has won nine in a row over the Lions, but the Lions right now with a stranglehold on trying to break that handoff up the middle goes to Williamson and ran right into the teeth of the blitz. Excuse me, that's Trevor Tomey, and he takes it and loses five yards on the carry. Ran right into the teeth of the blitz. Hale picking up the tackle back to the 33-yard line. So it brings up second down and 15 yards to go. Clock continues to run. Lions in their own territory. Tommy stays in the backfield. Play clock down to 15, but to Tomlin, that's an eternity. He's got trips out to the far side, to the near side, excuse me. Beecham backs off the line. Now moving in motion is Cooper Earls. Dropping back Tomlin, looking over the middle. He's going to throw it up the right side. He's got Murphy and overthrew him by about five yards. Just a little too high for Murph to come down with that one. Brings up third down and 16. That's one of those balls that Jayton's going to want back. Um, he had backside here. They were running a little three under route uh, where everybody ran different levels of crossing route. And the deepest one was Chase Panky. He was wide open. And he forced it into Murphy, who was bracketed over there. He's not going to be happy about that throw. So big play for the Lions here. They lead it 43-20. to 20. Tomlin on third down, 16, drops back from his own 33. Rolls up into the pocket. He's going to step up. He's going to throw it over the middle. He's got Panky, and it's knocked away at the last second incomplete. That should have been pass interference. He 100% hit Chase's hands as he went through, went up in the air to knock that away. Panky 100% should have been P.I. Panky wanted the call. He's going to say something to the official, and the official's jawing right back at him. He pulled his arm down as he Chase couldn't get his second arm up. He only allowed him to get one arm up to try to make the catch. So 10-33 remaining to go. Panky already has three touchdowns today. That one could have been his fourth. So Chomsky will punt the football. How is there no and that's a block. It's going to be taken in by Franklin at the 14, and they're going to run it in for the score, and I agree with you. They're absolutely 100% was movement on the Franklin defensive line on that play. Tyler Hopperton's all the way down to the 14-yard line to that scream at the official. Terrible. That is bad, bad, bad. He was way offside. So the block punt leads to a touchdown for Franklin, makes it 43-26 with 10-27 left to go, and that's one of the worst calls you'll ever see. They were easily three men offside. Dawson will come in to attempt the extra point. Boswell, excuse me. Boswell will come in to attempt the extra point. They line up conventionally. Franklin's missing a guy. I don't know. It looks like they're... 
Looks like they got 12 men on the field, Blake. They do. I think they've got 12 men on the field. And let's see. Going to be a delay of game. Looking at the play on the replay here. Oh, easily. There were two men offsides for Franklin on that block punt. Wow. So, they're going to kick the extra point after the five-yard delay of game penalty. So, and the snap is down. The kick is up, and the kick by Carter Brown, who's kicking it now, is up and good. 10:27 remaining in the ball game. It's now Mount St. Joseph 43, Franklin 27. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Well, the Lions are still on top of this one, 43-27. And as we take a look at the conference scores in the fourth quarter of play, Rose on top of Manchester, they've doubled up, 42-21. Anderson leading Defiance, the Lions' next opponent, 43-7, homecoming next week. Be sure to join us there at Schuler Field. And Hanover is on top of Bluffton in the third quarter, 21-10. So Franklin will kick it off. Lions going from right to left. Beecham and Speakman back set to return with 10.27 left to go. And Boswell will kick it off, and it will be taken on a bounce by Speakman at his own 13. Right up the middle to the 20. Cuts to the left side. He's got some room to the 25-30. To the 35, he'll be brought down at the 36-yard line. 23 yards. Now, Franklin is screaming that the ball came loose, but the officials are saying... Nothing about it, and they're going to keep it with Mount St. Joseph. So the Lions will take it over first and 10 from their own 37-yard line. 10-26 left to go in the ballgame. 16-point lead for the Lions. Panky and Beecham out to the near side. Ball on the near hash mark. Tomlin. Looking things over. Drops straight back. He's going to throw the ball into the flat. Complete to Williamson. Williamson at the line of scrimmage. Struggles forward. Spins. Gets it out to the 39-yard line for a gain of two on the play. Another extended running play. Basically what that boils down to. Brings up second down. Eight yards to go. Tomlin. On the afternoon, 23 for 39 for 324 yards. He's thrown six TDs today and had his first interception of the season. Tomlin with Miner on the right-hand side. Hand off to Williamson. Skips a tackle across the 40 to the 45. Is upended and brought down at the 46-yard line, shy of the first down by a yard. That's a huge run by Michael Williamson. That could have another been another one that was a two-yard loss, and he turns it into a nine-yard gain. That's a big play. Third down and about a yard to go for the Lions. First down. We're just under ten minutes to go here in the fourth quarter, Dave. And the Lions, I mean, got to stay on the field. Just stay on the field and you can't lose. 
Panky with those three touchdown catches today. Comes out wide to the left-hand side. Kinhold out wide right. Miner lines up wing right. Hand off to Williamson right up the middle. Puts his head down. Depends on where they mark it. I think they're going to mark it for no gain, and it'll bring up fourth down. It's definitely short, and if you're hop, you have to punt this. You have to. You have to punt this. Hops out on the field, and let's see. He's going to yell for the punt unit, and they will come in. So Suchomsky will come in to punt it away. Blake, I'm not so sure the Lions aren't just playing the clock more than they are to play to, to win this which, thing. Which scares me in games like this because you're only two plays away from this game being tied, and two plays can happen in a really fast in a, in a game of football. We saw the last block punt, and now it's Suchomsky dropped the punt and dropped the snap, and he's going to be sacked back at the 32-yard line. I, I said this earlier in the game. You can't... You can't play conservative. You've got to continue to go after it and try to win the football game. This is this has just got a bad feeling to it. It's ha- I've had it since halftime, Dave. It's, since that fumble at the end of the first half, it's got me feeling uncomfortable about this football game. And I don't know. I mean, Franklin down by 16. They've got it first and 10 at the mouth 32. Straighter. With Grundon behind him, fake handoff, drops back, looks over the middle, now rolls out of the pocket, he's going to throw it into the right side, complete to Grundon, who's wide open, at the 30, to the, near the 30, 25 yard line, excuse me, that's going to be a 7 yard completion to Grundon, could have been a lot worse. It looked a lot worse when he caught that ball, Um, Julius Fisher did a really good job of staying home, but the pass rush was in his face again. Third down. Check out, excuse me. Second down. Three yards to go. Grundon to the right of Strader. 7.55 remaining to go in the ballgame. Lions by 16. Fake handoff. Dropping back off play action is Strader. Throws it out to the right, and it is complete to Leninger. Gessinger with the catch. Excuse me, Gessinger catches it inside the 20. He's got the first down after a gain of 10 to the 18-yard line. Strader with 7.35 and running, left to go. 43 to 27. Lions, Strader drops back in Lions territory. He's going to be hit and dropped back to the 28-yard line. Gavin Brennan beat the left guard right off the jump. Right off the jump. Gavin, you better not dance, kid. Don't do that, young man. Come on. He just got penalized. Sideline warning. Sideline warning. Sideline warning. And I think that was Hop yelling at Gavin Brennan to stop dancing. So that'll mark it back to the 37-yard, 27-yard line. And it is a sideline warning against the Lions. Next time they'll be penalized. 7-17 remaining. Lions lead at 43-27. Leninger comes out wide to the left-hand side. Grundon right behind Strader. Three receivers out to the far side. Strader throws over the middle, and it is complete. Ball is complete, and then bounced out of his hands by Lugers. Standing play what by Peyton Lugers. That's the second time today we've seen a Lions uh, defensive players use their body to separate ball from man. And that's what you get. You get taught that in Little League football. If you got a chance to knock the ball out, knock it out. Brings up third down now. 
And they're calling it about 19 yards to go. With just under seven minutes to play here, this is probably two down territory. You've got to have down. touchdowns. Strader looks over the middle, and Nick. it's going to be intercepted oh, and then dropped by Lugers. Lugers Peyton. had a right in his bread basket. Peyton Lugers had a chance to seal the game right there, a chance to be the hero. Um, but you have to go for this, I think, if you're Franklin. You might I see, agree. You might see a timeout. Uh, in a lot of ways, the game might come down to this play right here. It's not over by any stretch of imagination, but it goes a long way to finish in this game. Fourth and 19, I believe. they got to get it down inside the 9, and they are on the 27. Yep. Trips out to the far side. Empty backfield. Five receivers in the game for Franklin. Fourth down, 19 yards to go. Dropping back straighter. Straighter's going to throw down the middle, and it is going to be knocked away and incomplete. Nathan Stone with the with the leaping knock away of that ball. Um, six forty to go, six forty nine. Lions up sixteen. It's a two score game. Just keep the ball for a couple minutes here. Even if you end up punting, run the ball a little bit. Throw com- passes that you know will be completed. Um, it's the opposite of what I was saying earlier. I would love to to continue to pour on here, but that that. Risk you can't be willing to take at this point. Um, well, the Lions have got Michael Williamson back in the ball game at running back. They bring Beecham out to the near side on first and ten from their own 27-yard line. Now Williamson moves to the short side of the field. Tomlin throws out into the right flat, and it is complete to Panky. Panky catches it at about the 25 and then moves forward to the 29-yard line. That's, that's a low-risk throw. That's a good call. Get the ball outside the numbers. Um, put your players and your best athletes in a position in space to try to win a football game for you. And the clock continues to move, six and a half remaining in the game. And that was I was getting ready to get that. The most important aspect is the clock keeps running. Ayler into the ball game now. Jake Ayler, who caught a touchdown pass a week ago, into the contest. Receivers out wide on both sides. Tomlin with the play clock at eight. Looks things over. Now claps his hands. High snap. Fake handoff. Tomlin cuts to the right. Now cuts to the left. A broken play, and he's going to be hit and dropped at the 25. Boy, that came close, Blake, to a spear. And it's a loss of about five. Back to the 25, so it brings up third and 12. Chayton's a tough little man. Dude, that was a monster tackle there. He got that hit. was. He got a helmet right in his face mask. But again, clock runs. We're at five minutes to go. Um, just, I, I would draw screen something you know is going to be completed in the field of play here. Third down, 12 yards to go for the Lions. Tomlin. With seven on the play clock. Still a lot of movement by the Lions. Tomlin looks at the clock. Two seconds, one second, gets it off. Drops back on third and 12. He's going to throw it over the middle, and it is incomplete. Tried to get it to the diving Jake Ayler at about the 36-yard line, but he couldn't bring it in, and it's fourth and 12 for the Lions. And they'll bring in the punting unit, which has gone awry the last two times they've tried this. Yeah, I mean, I would almost put... Another punter back there. Um, and it's not been Max's fault. But no. Just change something. We've had a fumble snap and a block on the last two punts. Got to get this off. Got to get this off. If you get this off, it's almost the game. You can bet Tyler Hopperton 
Now Suchomsky's going to get it away, and he got the punt away. It's, it's a, a good spiral. One good one back to the 32-yard line. Gibson takes it in, cuts right up the middle, and he Great leveled Great at the 39-yard line. That was Griffin Appleman and Colin Mack. Snapper and a backup tight end. Appleman, by the way, was the scout team offensive player of the week. Yeah, I know. He's a, he's a tough running back. It's just a tough room to get uh, to get some running right now. There's three guys that are performing pretty well. 5.05 left to go in the game. 43-27. Lions lead it. But Franklin just basically two plays away from tying this ball game up. Bile comes out wide to the right-hand side. Gibson's in the ball game, or check out that as Earl, I believe, coming out into the slot right. And what do we have? Got a flag thrown by the the umpire through the flag, and it's a legal procedure against Franklin. Evidently, they shifted the ball a little bit too much. It's about the only thing that could be in that situation. Takes it back. Inside the 35 to the 34-yard line brings up first and 15 from their own 34. Strader has got Earl to the right of him. Ball on the far hash mark. Gibson in the ball game, dropping back. Is Strader on play action. Looks to his left. Now rolls back to the right. Picks up a block. Plenty of time. Throws it over the middle. Complete the Bile. And Bile across the 40 out to the 43-yard line. That's a gain of about 10. And it'll bring up second down and about five, maybe six yards to go. That's why that penalty was so important. I mean, a game gain of 10 and it's second and six. 4.40 and running. Hurry up offense now by Franklin. Down by 16. Two touchdowns and two two-point conversions. Dropping back straighter. Straighter on second and six. Throws it over the middle. Complete for a first down. That goes to Gibson at the 46-yard line in Mount Territory. That's a gain of about 11 on the play and a first down for Franklin. At the Mount 46-yard line. Clock continues to run. 4.15 remaining. Strader looking things over, dropping back again, looks to the left, cuts it up the middle, now throws it on the left-hand side to Earl, and Earl's going to skip out of bounds inside the 45 at the 44-yard line. So that'll bring up second down, nine yards to go. Ball resting at the 44-yard line of Mount St. Joseph, straighter, 344 remaining. Looks out to the left, throws it up the far side, and it is incomplete. Tried to go to Siderwitz. And Julius Fisher, again, with great coverage on Siderwitz coming up that side. Blake Watson leaving us right now as he goes down to the sidelines to try to pick up some video at the end of this one. So Dave Mitchell with you here towards the end of this one. Lions lead it right now. With 3.40 remaining, 43-27. Strader with the football. Drops straight back. Looks up the middle. Now cuts out. He's going to be hit as he throws to Earl. Earl at the 45 amount. He'll be dropped at the 44. Virtually no gain on the play, and it'll bring up fourth down. Fourth down and about eight yards to go for Franklin. 3.20 remaining to go in this football game. 
And right here is your ball game. For all intents and purposes, this is it. Fourth down eight from the Mount's 43-yard line. Strader with Earl right behind him. Receivers out wide on both sides. Strader drops back on fourth and eight. Looks over the middle. He's got a receiver. It's intercepted by Peyton Williams. Williams in midfield to the 40. Cuts back to the middle. To the 30. To the 20. To the 10. Five. Gone. Touchdown. And that should do it. Peyton Williams will put the exclamation point on this one. And the Lions lead it 49-27 with 2.52 remaining to go in the ballgame. Peyton Williams with the interception return. And that is his second interception on the season. And Spencer Dufresne will come in to attempt the extra point. That nine-game Franklin winning streak, folks, is going to go by the wayside this afternoon. And Dufresne puts it up, and it is good. 2.52 remaining. Your score now, the Mount St. Joseph Lions 50, the Grizz 27. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Well, Peyton Williams putting the exclamation point on this one as the Lions have tallied their largest point total of the year against one of the teams that won the try Heartland Conference Championship one year ago, the Franklin Grizzlies. The Lions have put 50 points on the scoreboard this afternoon and they lead it 50 to 27. And there is just 2 minutes and 52 seconds remaining to go. Gibson back set to return along with Cameron Johnson who's back there now, number 29. And Murray will kick it off and it will be taken in by Gibson at the 4. Cuts it to the middle of the field, to the 10, to the near side, to the 15, to the 20. He's got some room. To the 30, 35, and he's going to be brought down on the play by Peyton Williams. Across the 40, out to the 44-yard line. So the Lions leading at 50 to 27. And Franklin with 2.42 remaining to go in the football game. Has it first and 10 from their own 43-yard line. Rose Hallman on top of Manchester, 52-35. That game rounding out into the final minute of play. Anderson over Defiance, 56-21 with nine minutes to go. And Hand over 28-10 over Bluffton. That's a final. Strader hands it off to Earl. Earl right up the middle, and he's going to take it across the 45. That's where he's going to be stopped right there. Check that. That was... Looked like Earl. Earl took it up for a two-yard gain. Second down, eight yards to go from their own 45. 2.15 and running left to go. Dropping back. Throw over the middle, and it is complete on the play to Tristan Chesser. Chesser with the completion into the ball game now quarterback is Jesse Kreb. Kreb, a senior, 6'1", 190, out of Ridge Point High School in Missouri City, Texas. So Kreb 
barking out the signals right now. As there are second teamers in all over the place for Franklin. A minute 45 and running left to go in the ball game. Kreb, handoff goes to Earl, and Earl's going to be hit at the line of scrimmage and dropped for about a yard loss on the play. Coming up and making the tackle, Nate Stone. Stone with the tackle. Leaving the ball game for the Lions is Gavin Brennan. Brennan checks out, and in is J.J. Courtney. Big win today. The Lions will go to 3-0, and heading into homecoming next week against Defiance. A minute ten remaining in the ballgame. KG, I'm on my way. Fourth down four. Handoff. Krebs going to keep it himself. And he's going to take it out near a first down. I don't think he... Boy, they're going to give it to him. And that's just a gift to Franklin at the end of the game. I'm sorry, folks. That that was not even near a first down. They gave that to them just so we didn't have to go into a delay. And now Mike Leonard comes up and shakes hands with the linesman on the near side. Not saying anything had to do with that, but that, that first down call there was just a gift to just keep the clock running. 45 seconds left to go. Lions lead at 50 to 27. Kreb bobbles the snap and he's going to drop down at the 47 yard line. Lions at home next week for Defiance on homecoming. They'll take a 3-0 record into that game, 1-0 in the Heartland Conference. Rose is going to be 1-0. Anderson will be 1-0. Hanover will be 1-0. Second down, 15. 19 seconds to go. This could be the final play of the ballgame. Kreb, the backup quarterback, going to hand it off up the middle. And breaking into the clear at the 45 down to the 40-yard line of Mount St. Joseph is Cameron Johnson, a freshman. Johnson picks up 15 yards, and that'll do it. Your final score here this afternoon, the Mount St. Joseph Lions 50 and Franklin 27, and the Lions come out and throw the Gatorade bath over the top of Tyler Hopperton as he meets up with Mike Leonard, and they give each other a congratulatory handshake and a hug at midfield. The Lions break the Grizz nine-game winning streak over them, and they come away from Franklin, Indiana, with a win by the final score of 50-27. to I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be back with more after this timeout. This Mount St. Joseph football broadcast is made possible by Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, The Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue, Iron Sharpens Iron. Call now at 383-9773. Mount St. Joseph University and Minutemen Staffing in Cincinnati. Call 579-0010. The Mount St. Joseph Lions are back home next week at Schuler Field as the Heartland Conference schedule continues. Next Saturday, the Lions welcome the Defiance Yellow Jackets to town for homecoming. Help celebrate 100 years of existence with college football action. If you can't make the game, join Dan, Bear, Benjamin, and I with all the action starting at 1230 with the Rewind Show. At 1 o'clock is the pregame, and the kickoff is at 1.30. The Lions host Defiance for homecoming next Saturday, and you can hear it all on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Explore your nursing career options at Mount St. Joseph University. Built upon 90-plus years of experience in nursing, the Mount's nursing programs prepare professional and ethical leaders who promote holistic, evidence-based healthcare practices. The Mount's nursing programs are fully accredited by the Commission of Collegiate Nursing Education. Apply now at msj.edu apply to begin classes in the fall. 
Mount St. Joseph University continues to be a proven leader in nursing education. Visit us at msj.edu. Well, the Lions win it here this afternoon from Franklin, Indiana, by a final score of 50 to 27. And it was not a game that was probably what you thought it might be because the Lions jumped out to a big, big lead at halftime, 29 to 6. And then Franklin started their onslaught. And there were a couple of times where Franklin, with a score, could have really gotten this into a nail-biter for the Lions. But nonetheless, the Lions prevail in this one by a final score of 50-27. to They go to 3-0 and on the season. They are now 1-0 and in conference play. Meanwhile, Franklin drops to 1-3 and overall, and they are 0-1 in conference play. The Lions in the ball game, they had 371 total yards in the contest on 72 plays. Franklin put up 75 plays, but they had only 234 total yards in the ball game. Chayton Tomlin, another outstanding afternoon. He did throw his first interception of the year, but he also had six touchdown passes. Tomlin, 25 of 42 on the afternoon for 328 yards. And again, he spread the wealth to around to the receivers today. He had, let me count this, 3, 6, 9, 11 receivers caught passes again today. Chase Pankey, six catches for 89 yards, as long as 31, and he had three touchdowns. Paul Miner had five catches, two TDs on the afternoon. Cornell Beecham, four catches for a touchdown. Austin Brock with three catches. And then Cooper Earls, Chandler Kinholt, Nick Murphy, Elijah Bug, Chase Samples, Michael Williamson and Trevor Tomey each had one catch on the afternoon. As far as the rushing attack was concerned for the Lions, they were led by Michael Williamson, 16 carries, 36 yards. Elijah Bug had six carries on the afternoon for 50 yards. Robbie Strader making his first start of the season, 19 of 42 passing for 147 yards and four interceptions, no touchdown passes. Jesse Krebs came in and went one for one for five yards in the ballgame. Jacob Earl was held below his 130-yard rushing average on the season. He had 16 carries today for 88 yards, although he did have a long run of 44 yards in the ballgame, two touchdowns, and averaged five and a half yards per carry. Cameron Johnson had 12 yards on three carries, and Austin Grundon had two carries for four yards. Bennett Beal had three catches for 60 yards, and he led the way for Franklin here this afternoon as far as the rushing attack was concerned. So the Lions win it this afternoon by a final score of 50-27. to They break Franklin's nine-game winning streak. We'll be back to wrap things up from Franklin, Indiana. I'm Dave Mitchell. After this. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed using the innovative PicoWay laser technology from Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. They're on the leading edge of tattoo removal. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky, schedule a free consultation today by calling 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Well, what was not a game at halftime, 29-6, the Lions led it turned into a game in the second half, and the Lions ended up winning it only by the fact that Peyton Williams, on his touchdown interception run at the end of the ball game, he ran it in 66 yards for an interception, and that sealed the victory for the Lions as they win it here this afternoon, 50-27. to Big win by the Lions as they win it here this afternoon 
in Franklin, Indiana, on just a simply gorgeous afternoon here in Indiana. Well, the Lions will be back in action next week. Hope to see you there at homecoming celebrating 100 years of Mount St. Joseph University. And that game will kick off against the Defiance Yellow Jackets at 1.30 in the afternoon. Dan Benjamin and I will be on the air with the pregame show starting with Rewind at 12.30. And the pregame show will be at 1 o'clock. That coming to you from Schuler Field next week. The Defiance Yellow Jackets come to town. And earlier today, Defiance fell to Anderson, or at least they are falling right now, 43-7 to to the Anderson Ravens. Now, with 13.48 left to go in the fourth quarter, Rose is on top of Manchester, and Hanover is leading Bluffton at the start of the fourth quarter. That is 21-10. Now, next Saturday in the conference... Besides Defiance at Mount St. Joseph, Anderson will be playing at Hanover, and Franklin goes to Rose to take on Rose-Hallman. That game is going to kick off at 2 o'clock next Saturday afternoon. But the game of utmost importance for you, the Defiance Yellow Jackets come to town for a 1.30 kickoff against the Mount. Our thanks to Blake Watson for helping us out here this afternoon with color commentary and also as the sports information director at Mount St. Joseph University. Our thanks to Ryan Thomas, also the SID here at Franklin University, Franklin College. Thanks to him this afternoon for all of his help in getting us set up here at Franklin College, Fout Stadium. Our thanks to Steve Radcliffe, the athletic director at Mount St. Joseph University, to Dr. Williams for allowing us permission to broadcast these games, to all of our sponsors, including Invisible Ink, Tattoo Removal Removers, our primary sponsor, but most of all, our thanks go out to you this afternoon for listening. Also, want to send out thanks to Greg Mitchell, our producer, for this afternoon. Don't forget that the game will be up on the site coming up in about 15 minutes and you can relive this record-breaking win for the Lions as they break Franklin's nine-game winning streak over the Lions here this afternoon, 50-27. to Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Dave Mitchell for Blake Watson, reminding you once again the final score was Mount St. Joseph 50, the Franklin Grizzly 27. Until next Saturday from Schuler Field, have a good afternoon, everybody. You've been listening to an UltimateSportsTalk.com presentation of Mount St. Joseph University College Football. Today's game has been brought to you by Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers and in part by Iron Sharpens Iron. Call now at 513-383-9773. The Mount St. Joseph University. Minutemen Staffing in Cincinnati. Call 513-579-0010 and the Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue in Cincinnati. Join us next time for Mount St. Joseph University Lions Sports. This has been an UltimateSportsTalk.com Internet Radio Presentation.